phone's blown up, I wonder why I got out of bed at all. The morning tweets cloud up my inbox, and I can't read them all. Even if I could, it would all be gray. So Tony Khan, please give me a call and remind me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Wow. That's right. Um, it is a it is a cloudy day for some wrestlers in the world here, but uh, we move on. I mean, that's the wrestling world. There are no breaks. There are no pauses. Um, if it's Christmas Day, you got to wrestle sometimes, but that's nothing new. <laughs> but yes, we are the Shoot Brothers, the wrestling podcast, the only wrestling podcast on the internet where you can hear such great content. Uh, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. And Cameron, the number one fan, hit him back just to chat Osborne. Dear Slim. <laughs> That's, That's me. That's him. Uh, but no, he didn't drive his car off a bridge with a pregnant woman in the back. Oh, wait. That's you, the brother. That's you, the brother. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're talking about that. Was a fantastic intro, by the way. Uh, Mike, I was, oh, my God. Thanks. Give Tony Khan a call. Maybe he's calling you. How, how I like to. How many phones do you think Tony Khan has? I picture him like a Dana White style. He has four phones: one for dark, one for elevation, one for dynamite. Uh, you're right, Mike. We got a big show this week. Not only do we have our normal uh, weekly content, uh, dynamite will be pushed back to Friday again. I believe probably for. More pay-per-view, uh, sorry, not pay-per-view. Wow, for sorry, for more TNT NBA coverage. Yeah. Um, but they did have the big show. <laughs> well, not the big show. Although well, the big he show, was there. The big show was there. <laughs> of course, we are talking about the former giant Paul White. Double or nothing, 2021 was on the weekend. But before we even get into any of that weekend action, the 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 latest of hottest. Breaking news are the sort of things that we cover. We don't even need AC Dirt to kind of find these things out for us because sometimes they just happen uh, without any sleuthing at all. So let's take a quick trip around the ring. Around the ring, around the ring, around the ring, around the ring, around the ring. Just this morning, uh, God, what is this, the releasing part four? Maybe uh, this yeah, is the point I mean, in the horror movie genre where everything starts to fall apart. <laughs> One and two always bangers, uh, except you know, unless in, unless we're talking about Saw, in which case Saw Six <laughs> answers all the questions you have from Saw Five, so it makes it a perfect movie. Um, but yes, Mike, we did have another release news just this morning, uh, which I could not believe. Kind of opened Twitter and saw the word <laughs> Brawn, B A R U N trending and that's not a very common name that just kind of you know randoms would have it can only mm -hmm. mean one thing braun Strowman is in the news yeah. uh and braun Strowman is just one of many uh, what i would say top tier names big names to be All released these, from almost. the wwe uh this morning mike you've got the full list in front of you well yeah so you got braun Strowman, alistair black lana murphy ruby riot on her own no live morgan uh, and then Santana Garrett from NXT. But uh, yeah, like five out of those names have all been featured pretty prominently, or at least somewhat on TV. And uh, especially Braun Strowman, he was Universal Champ. He was in a fucking title match at the last pay per view. He was in a big WrestleMania match. 
Uh, I mean, Alistair Black was just getting rebuilt on TV the last few weeks. I don't fucking know. Lana, she's there almost every week. Ruby Riot even got a match last week. I just don't get it. I think all. I think well. My my, my biggest takeaway was this. So yeah, with with the exception uh, of the name uh, Santana Garrett, um, all of these people have had a match at WrestleMania in the mm-hmm. last three years. Uh, that's crazy. Whether it was in battle royals or individual matches or what have you, uh, yeah, this is big. The first other uh, release things I feel were, you know, I mean, a, a lot of people, but a lot of the names that you would think if someone's trying to clear house. But uh, yeah, you're clearing yeah, house, getting rid of Braun Strowman. This is yeah. Braun Strowman we're talking about here. Never really big, been you know I think made us pop the most, but uh, the company clearly saw something in him because it's been what four years of him getting main events, pay per view performances, Money in the Bank winner, uh, St- Hell in a Cell matches, Brock uh, against Lesnar against Roman Reigns, yeah, Universal no, Champion. It's uh yeah. Did not see it coming. Like, yeah, like we just said, he was just in that triple threat with Bobby and Drew. He was fighting Shane McMahon for months and months with that stupid feud. Uh, I mean, the only thing is, there's all these hot rumors going around that uh, there's a sale pending. WWE is up for sale because, I don't know, big, big bucks apparently on the line. And this is their way of just kind of maximizing the profit of the sale, dumping every big contract they can. Who would they sell to? I don't know, NBC, Universal, something like that. The Peacock. Disney. Maybe Disney, Disney. wants fucking stream pay-per-views. I don't know. But, wow. uh, I mean, the rumors, there's all rumors, but, I mean, they wouldn't just be a full sale, like, no more control. I think Vince would still have controlling power and all that. And, but these are the rumors. These are the rumors, and they're, uh, I don't know. I mean, why else would you release these huge names that you've been using on TV? And like, not only so, Lana who's been on television consistently, booked oddly, but on consistently yeah. since... She got her own WWE Network special. She got her own Network special. Of course, Braun Strowman uh, being in the promise that he is. Even Murphy having his huge angle in the whole Rey Mysterio thing on uh, <laughs> SmackDown. But he is a uh, he is a former Raw Tag Team champion alongside Seth Rollins. He was a cruiserweight yeah. champion. Yeah. No, he was... Uh, I mean... He was never fully utilized, but they still you like he was still featured. He was in pay per view matches and stuff. And, Ruby Riot, who yeah, literally last week was on SmackDown, and I was happy. I'm like, yes, they've, she's they've back. inconsistently used uh, for years now. Um, yeah, this is crazy. This is one of the craziest releasings uh, that I can think of. You know, I mean, since the yeah. last one, we have huge. You know, between guys like Alistair Black, who like Newsflash was huge on the indies. And we were just, we just did like four weeks of retelling his story, making all these vignettes, these animations, all this bullshit. He come back, he starts a feud with Big E. Now Big E's going to be like, ah, whoops. I don't know. <laughs> whoops, going the other direction now. Yeah, just uh, Yeah, this is exactly it. I think this is, this is the first releasing too where, yeah, again, no disrespect to Santana Garrett, but all of these, f- these five will have a job in 90 days or however yeah. that sort of works or whatever uh whether braun Strowman's thrown up an impact whether murphy is Mur- alistair black seems destined for an aew event at least so. one alistair yeah. black kenny omega black nice. black and murphy are the two most i think the murphy could do a lot in AEW as well yep i think he also can too and then of course lana 
Yeah, Lana, I mean, Miro, maybe. I mean, Miro's there. Miro's the already build. there, and, uh, you know, Lana could beef up or, you know, kind of bump up that women's division also. You know, uh, yeah. what, what the AEW women's division is missing right now are those sort of people with a little name behind them. Yeah, she can be, yeah, exactly. She's got a name. I mean, we all know her in ring. She's, I mean, she could be like a Penelope Ford type. She wrestles once in a while, but she's there on the side. Yeah, sure. Or maybe even better than that, right? I mean, she's uh, th- shown so much improvement over the last year, right? So who knows yeah. what more improvement. Oh, I'd like to see her wrestle too. Egg. Exactly. <coughs> uh, so yeah, those are our releases. Um, anything else? Anything else you got to say on th- on that? No, I mean, it sucks for everyone involved. Uh, the SmackDown women's division already only had like six people and you just got rid of one of them. So I'm curious now if uh, has Liv Morgan, does she even use the anything? To, she doesn't really do anything with the Riot Squad aesthetic in the first place. I think her kind of her in-ring uniforms change completely. I don't know about the music. Yeah, I think she's mostly her own. She's mostly thing. moved on. Um, but Ruby Riot again, a name who people know, and uh, yeah, that's important for yeah. you know, kind of bringing women's divisions up all over the place. Who knows? What, I mean, but, if you really want it, if AEW really wanted to, I just say fuck it and bring them all in. But I'm sure they won't bring. Yeah, them all in. well, all five of these people <laughs> will end up an impact or on NWA or on AEW or even New Japan. All five of these all five of these people are going to find a home. Yeah. But it was uh, yeah, what a certainly shocking. 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 <clears throat> the timing and the names probably. I mean, we kind of all expected the release ending around WrestleMania after, but this one just came out of nowhere. Yeah, really came out of nowhere. Well, let's move on. Let's. T- uh, that was our trip around the ring. Uh, hopefully, more news. Yeah, between between those people and Samoa Joe, uh, I'm waiting for something huge to pop off in the middle of the summertime, uh, and it's going to be a big moment. So <laughs> let's uh, let's move on then. Let's move on to Sunday night because uh, for the first time ever, professional wrestling ha- is happening in front of a live studio audience. Uh, <laughs> and that was this past weekend because we've got Double or Nothing 2021. Review. That's right. Uh, new, live new, at Daily's. New stage layout, too. We saw it a bit on the Friday before. So instead of having the two ramps coming down when you're kind of looking from the television side, it's the one ramp onto the left because they've stacked a bunch of fucking uh, additional seating super close. And no longer are the baby faces and the heels kind of separately on either side of the ring. Now it's just purely uh, people here to have a good time. That's right. Just one one tunnel, one entrance. It's kind of like on a diagonal, which is kind of interesting. Looks cool. Yeah, and so my biggest thing that I kind of noticed right off the bat, I'm looking for that little green smiley shirt. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. So either the, the layout and the tickets were confusing, and I'm thinking maybe he bought a ticket, but on the side that the camera was on, kind of thinking that that would not be the case and however it worked. But uh, I got to say, this was the biggest show that I have not seen him at. I I hope he's okay. <laughs> I hope so, too. I, I mean, hope maybe, so. Uh, I hope so. Maybe, I don't know where he's from. Maybe there's some travel restrictions that he can't get there. But he's, I don't know. He, he's I mean, our yeah. Nav super fan. Yeah, also it was kind of cool, like the side that the camera sees it was much higher up it was like a fucking i don't know like 20 feet up there the 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 front row yeah so they were all looking (laughs) 
down yeah, it was like onto a the action. It was really, yeah, like a balcony. I think big at one point, uh, Paul White walks past, and he, even he, like they're taller than him out there. Some of the people are kind of standing <laughs> up on the, uh, yeah. on that thing. I kind of so, like it. Yeah, uh, it, it was cool. It was cool. It was a, it was a big moment that deserved such. I think. I feel like the viewing, like even though you're a bit farther from the wrestlers, like when they f- go down to the other side of the ring, you can now see what they're doing instead of being blocked by everything. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a yeah. good point. Kind of giving it really gave, yeah, like four, all four sides of the ring were ring were covered with fans, and the entranceway was really just kind of on that little diagonal strip. Yeah. Uh, cool. kind of going off into the corner. So, uh, yeah, it was great. And thing. even just seeing, like, it was the camera was in a different position, so you saw a different side of Daly's place. Like it made it look do. like a whole new show. <laughs> That's really what it did. That's really what it did. You know, when we're so used to the cookie cutter. Hockey arena entrance ramp on one side, hard camera here. We're used to that look, right? So anything, anything new and different is gonna feel, uh, is gonna feel fun. And this was fun. And this was fun. It wasn't even fun. Uh, the fun didn't start at eight p.m. No, absolutely no. not. The fun started at seven thirty. When live on YouTube of all places, you don't even have to pay for this. The buy-in is live on YouTube where we had Serena Deeb defending her NWA Women's World Championship against uh, the first ever AEW Women's Champion, Riho. That's right. You know, 7.30 p.m., the sun was still glaring outside. But it was beautiful. It looked like, it was beautiful. Uh, it looked like yeah, like a, like a pre-show on WrestleMania, but everyone's hyped. It was cool, yeah. You know, the sun was hot, and so was the crowd. And uh, yeah, this match, you know, the second this second time around for Riho here in AEW, I've been so much more into her. She just, you know, I think the problem with her being the first champ, she's just such a good like underdog baby face. And when you're the champ already, it's like you got nothing to nothing to chase, you know. Every single time she's out, uh, yeah, the fans are the fans want it. The fans yeah. want more Riho every time she's there. But yeah, you're right. That could have uh, been part of the reason why it didn't really work out for her the first time around. Yeah, but this was uh, fantastic. You know, they got to go 14 minutes, which never would have happened probably on the main card. But uh, yeah, you know, Deeb just working over the knee, bunch of crazy dragon screws and all these variations that Excalibur was naming off. That he was beautifully <laughs> uh, yeah. describing exactly what was what. And JR's just like, well, don't know that one. Ah, shit, he had another good every single time. I gotta start writing every these time. Down. He just knows everything. I gotta start writing these things down. Um, yeah, some of the things that he says. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, lots of big near falls. Riho hits a bunch of double foot stomps off the top rope. Uh, but uh, eventually, the damaged knee. Serena Deeb just grabs it, slams it into the mat repeatedly, and applies the serenity lock. Serenity lock. And forces Riho to tap out. Serenity lock! Serenity (laughs) lock! Yeah, it got the job done. Uh, Awesome match. Serena Deeb retains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Serena Deeb retains. Riho gets the crowd going by the end of it. Um, Yeah. Best pre-show match ever. It may have been, at least in in AEW's history. Yeah, Yeah, certainly the fan engagement is what's going to, I mean, what sets a huge part of the show apart. Uh, for, you know, or really kind of it makes it makes it important because the fans and the crowd was into this so much. Yeah, my only small complaint and it's nothing to do with the, they kind of did it throughout the night. Just every now and then they they kind of rush the celebrations. They cut right away. You know, I wanted to see the crowd breathe and give a standing ovation to these two. 
Yeah, there were a couple. I can't remember. There, there may have been a couple. Maybe also, towards the second half of the show, they were kind of rushing. They're like, oh, matches. shit, we're almost at four hours here. We got to <laughs> we gotta keep moving. We got to keep moving. Well, before this yeah. podcast gets to four hours, it's 8 p.m. It's time to get into Double or Nothing 2021. Uh, is this, is Double or Nothing their main mania? Like, what's a bigger show? Double or Nothing <laughs> or All Out? Like, what's the bigger show? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, uh, like All In was like their debut, but they weren't AEW yet. So mm-hmm. I guess Double or Nothing was the first AEW pay-per-view officially. And then All Out. I don't know. And, it's hard and to say. All, every Double or Nothing is a huge deal. Just like every All Out is a huge deal. Uh, so this this card starts, and hopefully it's no different. We got the uh, the age-age connection here. We got Adam Hangman Page taking on Brian Cage uh, for for nothing but two undefeated streaks on the line. Yeah, you know, just some good, fun wrestling. The crowd's still super hot for everything. They love Hangman Page. Uh, Brian Cage acting a little too cocky. You know, he starts mocking Hangman, trying to steal his moves, which uh, on commentary, Taz would just get pissed off the whole time. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> He tries to he tries to do the buckshot lariat, but Hangman avoids, and then he starts taking Page out of Cage's book. Does an F five, uh, yeah. And then at one point there was like a Cage goes for a top rope power bomb, but Page reverses that into a big Hurricane Rana, uh, and then eventually Starks and Hook come running out uh, against Cage's wishes. They distract the ref. They toss him the FTW title for him to use, but he says no. Throws it back at Ricky Starks, and then he yells at Hook. Uh, but all this distraction allows Hangman to set up, hit the buckshot lariat, get the win. In a huge, hard-hitting match to uh, to kick off to kick off the event. Of course, after the match, uh, you know Ricky Starks and what's a Captain Hook? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, you know, they're asking, they're asking that Brian Cage. Yeah, like, he kind of pushed them off. You know, he kind of pushed yeah. them off. Maybe he's like, you know, he's kind of he kind of threw aside that uh, illustrious FTW championship. Um, (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, maybe uh you know maybe turning into a little bit of a baby face star right in front of our eyes yeah i could see it uh i mean they've been teasing this for a little while now so i think they're gonna follow through Mm -hmm. and adam hangman page continues to uh you know look like look like the threat to dethrone kenny right now yeah i mean uh he keeps getting big wins over people of all anybody Kind of anybody and everybody. Small, yeah. fast, big, yeah. slow. <laughs> all four, I think all that's, four of the uh, styles. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be your all-out main event. Hangman versus Kenny. Hangman, Hangman Kenny for that for that AEW championship. Yeah, either way, uh, crowd was hot. I was hot, and the sun was still shining. The sun <laughs> yeah. was still shining. You want to talk about a hot crowd. Next match we have coming up is the Young Bucks taking on Moxley and Kingston for that AEW Tag Team Championship. Uh, John Moxley still 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 coming in on his uh, wild thing. Yeah, uh, they switched the versions though. Switched a little bit of ver- yeah, it switched it's to like the, the major league version. Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> they switched specifically to wow. major league versions uh, to get more of a wild thing. Enormous 
pop from the crowd. Uh, John Moxley walking through that crowd, and Eddie Kingston just man, this, you love seeing it. This is Eddie Kingston yeah. we're talking about here. This is his first real crowd moment, right? Since he had that main, he had that main event at uh what was it Revolution? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eddie Kingston in front of a huge crowd singing alongside him. I also like that it kind of removes it from, or I don't know, it removes it from almost being like Moxley's theme. You know, the, uh, it's not the AEW like Moxley theme. theme. It's a new thing that the two of them get to kind of come out to together. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was be. it was a nice feel. And of course, the Young Bucks come up to there. What are they wearing this time? Uh, it was like a blue and orange. White yeah, blue, leather. white, orange. <laughs> was, I was trying to think if it was. Yeah, it was I a, couldn't. It was a weird look. Uh, I think yeah. it was Matt Jackson um, dyed his hair. <laughs> yeah, like an auburn. Everyone's looking good. Everyone's looking good. This is double. Everyone's looking good. I mean, hey, this uh, you booked this as the main event, so they wanted to look big here. Yeah. Were you surprised when this was number two on the card? Uh, not really. I think it was a different. I think it's a difference between what I want the main, what <laughs> what I booking? want my booking to look like, and what I actually think. Uh, yeah. you know what happened? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because we got some great action here. Just you know, you you know what these guys could do. Just back and forth. Bucks are high flying. Moxley Kingston are brawling. Uh, and of course, it's a pay per view, so Moxley gets to blade at one point. Uh. Wasn't as deep as some of the other ones, but we got a little blood there. Now, we need those uh, <laughs> wide, crazy eyes of John Moxley peering through <laughs> yeah. uh, dried and sweaty blood. Yeah. Uh, then at one point in the match, Matt Jackson just starts pulling out uh, a bunch of greatest hits of old WWF wrestlers like Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. I guess that's an easy way to get booed these days, reference Hulk Hogan. That's an easy way to get booed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, do anything Hulkamania related, that's a boo. Uh, maybe yeah. not in the state of Florida, though. I'm not too ah. sure. You may have to go to a more liberal state like Oregon. <laughs> I mean, WrestleMania was in Florida. He got booed. I mean, he, uh, yeah, he gets booed kind of wherever he goes. Maybe it's one of those things, too, where now you just got to be a part of it. It was like booing Roman. Back, back in the day. Like, you just got to boo Roman because that's what you do. Roman Reigns comes out on television, then you boo him. Uh, Hulk Hogan comes out, yeah, you boo him. <laughs> well, the Good Brothers come out here to try and interfere, but then uh, Frankie Kazarian jumps in, so he gets rid of them. And Amidst all this chaos behind the ref's back, uh, Matt pulls out the cold spray, and he sprays Moxley in the eyes and then clocks him in the head with the can. Uh, but that only gets a two count. So the Bucks follow up with a Meltzer driver onto the ramp. Uh, but then Moxley recovers and pulls out the stolen Jordans, which I thought they buried in the ground. He dug them uh, back up, baby. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, and then he uses the Jordan to hit a doomsday device on, onto Matt. Uh, but eventually, they all it all breaks down. Everyone's in the ring. The Bucks are just handing out super kicks left and right. Uh, but Moxley won't stay down. So they grab him. They hit not one, not two. Not three, but four BTE triggers in a row, just crushing his head against their knees. And that finishes the job. The Young Bucks retain. Young Bucks retain. Hard-fought match. In a huge match. I believe Excalibur, uh, just go back on that, I believe they, uh, they, he didn't call it the Doomsday Device, he called it the Dior's Day Device. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think yeah, that's that, I think that was where I caught it. Uh, we were talking about Hulk Hogan earlier. Luke Gallows these days, looks like he's trying to do his best Hulk Hogan impression. Um, just kind of <laughs> orange. 
Uh, I don't know if you yeah, and he always, yeah, that. orange and glistening. Every single time he comes out, he's a little more tanned and a little shinier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Every single time he comes out, um, all up until the Young Bucks eventually retain. Mike, you know why? Uh, you know why I booked this as the main event? Well, of course you know why. You watched all 21 minutes of this. This was too hot, too soon. The crowd was so into this match. I got. I. I, I was too. I was too. I uh, when when I when I cheer at a near fall, I do this thing. It's almost like it's it's almost like we're coming down to a minute left in the game. You know, I am kind of hands on knee, but squatting ish <laughs> in front of the television. And every time they kick out, I just let one out it's a quick one it's a quick <laughs> clap and yeah. curse and that's all i need and then maybe a little twirl about catch myself and then i'm back in i was doing that this whole god <laughs> damn match uh and i thought man i thought it would have been sick it would have been sick if they won it would have been sick if eddie kingston won uh and they had me going they had me going for so long i thought moxley and kingston were gonna pull it over um but surprisingly to me it's moxley who takes the pin after Eddie yeah. Kingston was, you know, kind of injured in the angle on his leg the whole time, uh, you, you kind of think Kingston will, will be the one to take the pin. Uh, but no, it was Moxley. That doesn't happen too often. No, but uh, he did look look pretty strong in defeat with those mm -hmm. four BTE triggers. Yeah. So they'll be fine. I wonder, uh, yeah, I wonder if Mox and Kingston keep teaming up or if they split up. Or I don't know. See what they do. I mean, I'm sure they'll still be buddies, but... Uh, yeah, whether they focus on singles wrestling, we'll see. Yeah, because now Eddie Kingston is now babyface forever. AEW's got to stop making people babyfaces forever. Uh, unless, you know, it's Mo Mo the Moxley turn. Is that what we're waiting for? God, ah. who knows? Um, but yeah, I'd like to see these guys key at least keep at the Young Bucks for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason why they can't for a little bit. No reason. We'll see. Uh, but let's go on to the annual Casino Battle Royale. Which every year and year feels, or you know, I guess this is our third installment of it, feels a little bit more important every single time it happens. Almost like, uh, almost with the feeling of this is AEW's Rumble. Yeah, they do. Uh, the presentation, they've done a bit better job. Like even they, the guys get a bit more of an individual entrance, even though they come out as groups. They get they play their music. And yeah, we out. at least get 30 seconds, depending on how popular you are. We get 30 seconds at least of uh, each person having a thing. Right. Maybe a little more importance on each individual competitor. Yeah. So uh, the first man out, Christian Cage. Uh, and yeah, he would last pretty much right till the end there. Um, and Powerhouse Hobbs, he had a good showing. Max Caster, he did his whole rap at the beginning. Um, but I was surprised he had this big entrance. Then he got tossed out real early. Immediately, like what, it. what felt like. But, uh, yeah. hey. <laughs> hey, you know, it's a battle royale. Anything goes. That's the way uh, it goes. The Hardy family office, they were working together there. Uh, you know, Christian and Matt, they had a nice little nostalgic standoff. The crowd popped for them. Yeah, when, uh, who was it? I think when Cassidy came down to the ring, I didn't know that, since when has private parties ring attire just been things you would wear to, to, a, to, a, to a club on Miami Beach? They came out, and I'm like, oh, okay, Cassidy's doing the whole, like, he's yeah. walking Matt Hardy down to the ring. 
it looks so yeah. They're like they're like wrestling in loafers and culottes. I don't like it. I, I think don't they're like just it. supposed. To, I think they're supposed to be suits because of like the Hardy money. The brand all, thing. Uh, yeah. I don't okay. Know. Yeah, that's okay. not that great. They worked me over. Whatever. Uh, Pentagon had a cool outfit. You had like a Joker thing going oh, on. Yeah, badass, badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was not the Joker card, though. We'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, he looked great. Uh, him and Jungle Boy came in later on. and Both good picks. Both hot picks to maybe win this thing. Uh, crowd loved Jungle Boy, of course. They're singing his song, which I'm going to have to learn. Which, yeah, I, I was able to pick it. I think it's a real song, like, though. Oh, it's a real oh, song, oh. though. It's a real song, but I don't know it. I think I was able to pick <laughs> up the woe kind of yeah, like the by whoa. the end of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I'm uh-huh. sure if you're there live, you'll pick it up. It was fun. Everyone's loving him. Uh, just like the Dark Order guys. They had a good... They were in there for a bit. Uh, then we get to the Joker card. Uh, the annual surprise. And this year we get Leo Rush making his AEW debut. Leo uh, yeah, Rush. Former WWE slash other companies. And he looked fine, but I was surprised. He didn't really last very long at all. He yeah, me came too. in. Me too. I was also kind of surprised about this. It felt like he lasted, uh, I don't even know if he had any eliminations or anything. No, he didn't. He came in, he kind of did a couple moves, and Private Party dumped him. So, I mean, may, hell, uh, maybe that's all you need. But Leo Rush, in, in, in the place where the quick guys can shine. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, him and Pac, they could have some cool matches. Leo Rush like and Pac, Leo Rush and Aleister Black when he gets here. Uh, <laughs> Leo Rush and anyone who, and Ray Phoenix. Leo Rush yeah. and Penta. Leo Rush and anybody who likes being dropped directly on their head. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a good combo for Leo Rush. Spike Ranas, we're going to be seeing them a lot more these days. Well, we get down to the final five. Uh, you got Matt Hardy and Private Party, uh, Jungle Boy and Christian. So, of course, the three members of the Hardy family working together, uh, but Jungle Boy and Christian team up, so they eliminate the private party. So now Matt, he's all alone. He uh, proposes to Christian that they work together, but Christian says, okay, and then tosses him over the ropes anyways. So we're down to Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, and they have this nice little sequence. They fight out onto the edge of the apron. Christian throws Jungle Boy into the ring post, but he swings around like Tarzan back under the bottom rope. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christian comes charging at him, but Jungle Boy gets him with the back body drop to the floor. Jungle Boy Jack Perry has won the Battle Royal, in, earning himself future world title shot. In what felt like a huge moment. Not, yeah, only, was, not, not only was the match a lot of fun down the stretch there, but you said earlier, not giving the time to certain uh, matches when they did take the win or kind of giving them that, sec- that moment. They gave, I think it's because they spent all the time here on Jungle Boy, who was the clear crowd favorite. Yeah. Yeah, he was when, when he won, Jurassic Express came out. They put him on his shoulders. The crowd's singing the song. Everyone's happy. Uh, even Christian Craig just kind of grabs him by the head. He's like, you do this. You do this, kid. You go win it all. So. Which <laughs> wasn't that so fun to see bringing an, an, an older professional such as Christian. You bring him over. No, 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 not not for a raw yearly special where you where you get your face thrown into a little bit of cake. <laughs> no, no, no. Used to actually make Jungle Boy, who future of the company, to yeah, make him awesome. look good. 
Wow. Yeah, this was great. Everyone I mean, loves Jungle Boy. It's the Joe Thornton effect, right? Joe Thornton does, doesn't come to the Maple Leafs so he can have another 136-point season. No, <laughs> he comes onto the Leaf to provide that veteran leadership and maybe some, you know, beard-growing lessons along the way. Joe Thornton doesn't need $11 million a season to make the biggest things happen. No, he needs to be there to, to nurture and teach these young men. So Christian Cage was doing this whole match, it felt like. Yeah, no, like we said, he came out in the number one spot, lasted all the way to the end, so that's so good. He really did outwork everyone in this match. So and, and, and congrats to Leo Rush, like we said earlier. You know, uh, an electrifying debut. Anytime there's a Spike Rana or one of those things that I have no glad they do it. It's like you can just picture <laughs> Will Ospreay and Ricochet doing it, where they just kind of like constantly reverse each other for a minute. And there's a point yeah. where everyone jumps, flips, and then lands at the same time. And we all get the chance to like, yeah, like, who knows how they <laughs> plan that shit. Uh, but Leo Rush, welcome to AEW. Now go give someone a Spike Rana. Yeah, That's what I well, want to see him do. Darby Allen, he's tiny. Give Darby <laughs> Allen a Spike Rana. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, some of these guys in AEW, though, are so small. You know, we need like, it's like a cruiser cruiser weight. Guys who aren't even, guys who are nowhere close to 205 pounds. Like these guys like Leo and Darrow Darby, busting out a buck 80. Well, I mean, we, we had that big weigh in. We found out Cody and Anthony Agogo are only 218 pounds. So they're pretty close to cruiserweight. That almost feels Status. like they're close to cruiserweight. Well, at least Vince's idea of a cruiserweight. Yeah. Uh, then in between matches, they bring out some some veterans and some service dogs. Uh, play some military videos because we want to get the crowd all chanting USA, right? I think that was probably the plan. I think this was the opportunity where I either did the dishes or I did. <laughs> I was doing something during this because uh, yeah. we knew it was going to happen. Because if we're talking America, uh, we're talking about the American dream. You know, the uh, right. come come to this country with uh, nothing in your pocket but a sack full of dreams and. Uh, and uh, you know, just a just a pack of rubbers, and then eventually you can turn that into the one of the biggest matches for this country or for that country. I haven't seen a match <laughs> so patriotic since the Iron Sheik took on Hulk Hogan, baby. Of course, we're talking about the American Dream, Cody Rhodes taking on the British guy, <laughs> Anthony yeah. Agogo. Anthony Agogo. Um. Yeah, so uh, this this was kind of the first real lull in the crowd. And I was wondering, the whole time the show goes on, we know how much show there is coming, and you're just thinking to yourself, oh, I hope this match gets enough time. I hope, I hope this match is put in a nice place. And the crowd was so hot after this jungle, after this battle royal. I'm so glad it was this match for me personally. I'm so glad yeah. that this one fell after a match that I was <laughs> popping off all the time Yeah. For. Yeah, no, I mean, in the match itself, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything special. A go-go lands his body blows early on, hits a nice Olympic slam. Uh, but uh, at some point, he got cut open as well. I don't know. I don't know if it was intentional or not. Yeah, I think I might have missed that one too, kind of. Or like saw, yeah, yeah, who knows. Yeah. Anyways, he hits a nice frog splash, but then Cody fights back and hits the vertebraker. Uh, and that gets him the three count. So, you know, I love that move, but I didn't know that was his. I didn't know it was. Uh, did, didn't know it was in his also. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was. Yeah. 
felt a little. I mean, I love the move, uh, but the match itself was felt a little flat. You know, Gogo loses his first big match, and the feud really did nothing for Cody. It's like we already know you're American. Now you won. <laughs> we already know you're uh, American. We've already know we you got a half. Cody on. We already know you got a half uh, or a mix uh, race. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Gogo is a mixed race man himself. It so. kind of looks like he was in the first place. Um, my biggest takeaway from this match, besides that it just sort of turned into a Cody Rhodes match, um, <laughs> where uh, Cody looking suspiciously exactly similar to uh, Homelander, character from uh, the Amazon Prime television show The Boys. Uh, hmm. looked too, like, very, very much so, and, uh, the no-spoiler review, uh, Homelander, maybe not necessarily the type of person you want to look like, or maybe <laughs> to have resembled to, um, you know, although you may be, he may be believed to be America's Hope, I don't know if Cody Rhodes, uh, I don't know, maybe that could be some foreshadowing, uh, coming forward, I don't know. I don't know. Heard it I here don't for, know. Heard, you might have heard it here first, though, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, either way, they accomplished their goal of Cody being on the pay-per-view. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which <laughs> is the, the constant goal. Get Cody on the show, and we did it. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have Miro defending the TNT title against Lance Archer. Uh, and then just kind of right off the bat, Archer just dives over the top rope at Miro, nearly lands on his head on the ramp. And but. Lance Archer throughout this match does a bunch of things that you don't think a forty-six-year-old <laughs> uh, man who's six foot five could do. Uh, yeah. But that's not who Lance Archer is. No, uh, he's walking the ropes. He's moonsaulting. He's doing all this shit. Uh, Miro gets slammed through a table on the floor. Uh, then later on in the match, Jake Roberts comes out, and of course he's got his sack with him. Which, I mean, we're always led to believe contains the snake. But then Miro grabs it, shakes it all around, and just chucks it down the ramp. Just so chucks I, it. Huge booze. I mean, huge booze. We all know that there's not a real snake in there because obviously that wouldn't fly, but. Uh, I think even the implication of abusing a snake could upset some people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who was it um, on Raw who smashed the cage? What's in the cage? <laughs> the giant spider. Who was that? Rowan? Was it also <laughs> Rusev? Um, uh, I don't uh, remember. Maybe he just has a hitch. Somebody did it. There was an implied thing, and then it was beaten. Uh, yeah. Either way. The it, was, uh, it, was, uh, it was, I don't know. I found it interesting because it was like, but we know there's not a real snake in there. But some of these people were booing like he actually did hurt. Like I not mean, a I, not a cheap. Booed, it was like a. And I'm uh, a lot of kilometers away from Jacksonville, <laughs> and I booed the shit out of that. Yeah. But yeah, I do see. Uh, I do see what you're saying. You need a little like. Some people were like offended by it. Yeah, I mean. you need like, a little like PETA. Uh, you know, kind of notice like no no yeah. no snakes were harmed <laughs> in the making of this pay per view. But uh, after that, Miro hits a big super kick to Archer, and then locks him in the game over. Archer passes out. Miro retains. Yeah, he kind of like reefs back on that. Uh, yeah, no getting out of that. Reefs, reefs back on that. Some, yeah, just like two big dudes beating the hell out of each other. So, yeah. uh, you know, and having, you know, Lance Archer never tapped. He passed out. Because, uh, yeah, these two guys seem to be in that scene. Uh, but, yeah, I love the, I mean, the TNT Championship's been fantastic ever since Darby Allen got his hands on it. And really, like, the whole time. Co- yeah, Co- when Cody great. was doing his open challenges, and then of course Darby was hung up a little bit, but then he went on that string of 
amazing <laughs> matches. Yeah, he made and, up for it. Yeah, I just hope Miro can. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's amazing that he got released. You know, <laughs> like just so far, Miro post uh, whatever those guys are called. What are those guys called? Uh, Kip Sabian. Yeah. After yeah, yeah. The first little bit was uh, that whole best man thing. Was- post Kip Sabian, Miro's been on a tear. Uh, let's just you know watch it going. Lana's coming over too soon, so you can both give a little. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you guys can write your own cuck angle, or uh, uh, Lana shows up on AEW. They reference they reference the Bobby Lashley cuck within the first two weeks. Yeah, someone does. Somebody does. Somebody does. But let's go to the AEW Women's Championship here. Hikaru Shida defending against Dr. Britt Baker. This is the one I've been waiting for. Uh, And the crowd, too. Britt Baker, she got a huge ovation. They're loving her. But uh, Shida had many supporters as well. Lots of chanting throughout, back and forth. Well, and we should say uh, on the Friday before, they unveiled the new new design for the Uh, Women's Championship, which is kind of like the same thing, but bigger and golder. Yeah, looks much better, I think. Uh, yeah, the design, the old one definitely looked too small. It looked like the, the youth version of the title belts. Yeah, this one's you know, a little bit bigger, a... but still has that ovular shape in the middle there. Yeah, uh, looks much better, yeah, I think. It's all good. But uh, yeah, the match itself, you know, uh, well-paced, back and forth. Of course, you had Rebel there at ringside. Uh, she hands Baker a special uh, it's like a blinged out glove for the occasion. Nice red and black sparkly shit. I don't know what's on it, but I'm sure it's okay to go in your mouth. <laughs> it's but, probably just plastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we kick it into high gear. We get a bunch of big near falls. Uh, Baker hits the air raid crash. Um, and then soon after that, Britt Brit goes to shove Sheeta into the ropes as Rebel swings at her with the crutch, but Sheeta ducks it. Baker gets hit in the head instead. Sheeta covers her, gets a two count. I was real close on that one. The crowd was going nuts. It could have happened. Uh, and then she picks her up, hits a falcon arrow for another two count. Uh, so then Rebel jumps up on the apron with the crutch again. But this time the refs have had enough with her. So he ejects Rebel from ringside. But as all this is going on, Britt Baker grabs the AEW women's title. She uh, smashes Sheeta in the head with it and then curb stomps her onto the belt. The refs turns around just as she makes the cover, but Sheeta kicks out at two. So she fires back at Britt. She hits her finisher, the Tamashi, but then Britt kicks out of that. So this is just electric now. Crowd is in full gear at double or nothing. But uh, Baker, she finally is able to get Sheeta into that lockjaw. And she's got nowhere to go. She taps out. We have a new AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And new D, M. I like this thing we're doing now. We gotta like point it in the mm-hmm. crowd. D M D. Nice taunt. Yeah. Two possibly two of the best taunts. Uh, kind of going for the collective of Doctor Baker and Adam Cole. Um, <laughs> if we were to look at kind of you know a, a combo, a taunt combo. D M D, baby. That's what we're calling it from now on. Put it on the shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, expectations. Expectations were real high for Britt Baker. Yeah, I'm just, they pulled the trigger. They finally pulled the trigger. The woman's revolution is here in AEW, and Britt Baker is the leader. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can't use that. I'm pretty sure women's revolution is a registered (laughs) trademark by the WWE. Uh, But yeah, the the crowd was on fire for Britt Baker. I think we wanted it. Um, Yeah. Rebel 
Yeah, we had the nice celebration. Rebel runs out. Tony comes. Le- Tony leaves the commentary booth. Tony leaves booth. the commentary booth. Shavoni yeah. is Tony Shavoni AEW's uh, Fit Finley. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. It's, it sort it sort of seems as though Fit Finley's waiting there for Becky Lynch to come down with both of those championships. <laughs> Bloody yeah. right. Bloody uh, right. <laughs> it was uh, this was it. This was Britt Baker's culmination of kind of being at the top of this division. And Sheeta did a great job of giving her this match. I got to say. Yeah. Hopefully everyone can regroup this Friday. We have our, uh, well, you know, whatever is championship celebration uh, where I want to see if we're getting Britt Baker baby face or Britt Baker heel face. Uh, I think she'll be heel face. Yeah, well, it's she'll it's, be beloved. She'll be beloved. Yeah, it's it's it'll be uh, it'll be funny to see where they go from there, and can't wait to see what her next uh, next program is. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to hopefully seeing her in that belt uh, nearly every week on television. Yeah. Oh, of course, and she'll something. be there every week, and we're not just talking about hey, it's 9:30, let's get Britt Baker on television. No, I'm talking no. about talking it, about hey, it's main event. Hey, time. it's main event time, or hey, let's kick off the show with or uh, you know something big yeah i mean thunder rosa part two that's a big match right there exactly yeah how can you make it more intense i don't even know more thumbtacks <laughs> well let's move along here because mm-hmm. we got tag team action ethan page and scorpio sky teaming up against darby allen and sting <clears throat> it's Sting! Yeah, we kind of got this like black and white intro. They, I guess they pull up together, skateboard, drive. Twitter. Yeah, they're skateboarding. <laughs> they're in cars. They're in the desert. It's uh, mm-hmm. moody. They're alone. You get it. Crows are out there yeah. picking at, at carcasses. It's very yeah. dark. Very dark. Uh, much like, you know, the sun is set. It's now dark outside. Uh, we're ready <laughs> to start this thing. Uh, and they just kind of start outside the ring. They're just brawling all over the place. Uh, you and I, you know, we had a big talking point going in about will Sting wear a shirt or not? Uh, when he wrestles, he was because he, he, he comes out wearing a t-shirt, and I think to myself, wearing, oh, I feel like uh, I, I feel like I bet Mike that he wouldn't be wearing this this, yeah, this gross uh, t-shirt. I lost the bet. So yeah, he's wearing the shirt. The fighting starts. Scorpio Sky hits a big vertical suplex to Sting onto the ramp, and he's like, "Yeah!" Then- <laughs> Everybody, a, a una- like a unanimous arena wide and possibly worldwide, just <gasps> and like you know that kind of like it was kind of you inhale and then while you're inhaling, your hands make their way to the top of your head. Yeah, as but you before- stand there in disbelief. Yeah, but before you can get too worried, Sting just pops right back up. He grabs Scorpio Sky, throws him to the floor, and then he takes off his shirt. Yes. <laughs> that was one of my biggest pops of the night. This was uh, <laughs> one of the, it was one of, not even, this was one of the biggest pops of the whole, of the year. This yeah. 62-year-old <laughs> icon Sting ripping his shirt off like he's David Hasselhoff running down the beach. Oh, yeah. We got the old school Sting. Uh, this was obviously that they, they were playing with you here. Like, oh, you think we're wearing a shirt? No, we're not. Wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah, oh, you think we're wearing? And this was it. And and we we, we were kind of I think talking with this when you know eventually Sting did come back. Is like the big moment will happen in front of the fans. Like I think yeah. this is a big moment that has been like we've been waiting for this to be the big moment. And then yeah. it finally no, then. got we got the big 
fucking splash <laughs> down onto the floor, onto yeah, off the poker chips. Everyone's uh, going <laughs> nuts. Yeah, we haven't even officially started, and everyone's already loving Sting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that wasn't his only big spot. You know, he was, he was, you know, he wasn't just standing on the side. He was participating in the whole match here. The whole, the whole the time, the entire time. Yeah, but uh, you know, the other guys they chipped in too. Ethan Page recreated a classic ECW moment when he picked up Darby Allen and just tossed him over the top rope, all the way over the barricade into the crowd. Onto his, fa- his family. Onto on the his floor. family. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, uh, yeah, it was a. Have you ever seen the Spike Dudley one, the classic? No, I've never seen that. I'll have to book. look it up. Although I think they actually just threw him into a crowd. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. I wasn't <laughs> expecting <laughs> it. Well, imagine that. You just came back from buying a $14 beer, and then uh, <laughs> Darby Allen gets thrown into you. God damn yeah. it. Uh, but then back in the ring, Sting just starts running wild. He's hitting his stinger splashes, uh, followed by a code red, which didn't look too bad for a 62-year-old. Was that the... Uh... It's kind of like a little flipping powerbomb in the corner. Thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not quite was, a destroyer. It was, but... like a, it was like a Panama... Yeah, yeah no. Not quite, not sunset quite a flip-ish. destroyer. But... Yeah, okay. sunset flippish. Okay, yeah, I also saw that. Uh, I was like, ooh! Yeah, no, oh, the crowd's go, loving boy. it. Way to go, big boy. Uh, and then he puts on the scorpion death lock. And the crowd goes wild for that. And he did look pretty good. You know, I've seen a lot of guys lock that move and didn't do as good as Sting did here. But uh, it gets broken up. So coming down to the end here, we're down to Scorpio and Sting. They're both in the ring together. They fight over to the ropes. Uh, Scorpio jumps for a springboard cutter. But Sting just holds onto the ropes for the perfect counter right into the Scorpion death drop. And that gets a three count for him and Darby. What a... What a great, blew away my expectations, Sting. Oh, this was so much fun. It was short and punchy. And yeah, the fans the fans were into it huge. The baby faces got the win. Uh, yeah. And Sting loves professional wrestling. That's why. Yeah, he wasn't, right? he wasn't there for just one hot tag, boom, boom, bang. He was in the whole match. He, he showed up and showed out in the, uh, in the emotional, uh, you know, well-deserved outcome. For one of wrestling's what feels like, I didn't I didn't know who Sting was. The man formerly or always been known as Sting, <laughs> whatever we want to call him. It feels like he's got to be wrestling's like a top like five, just most beloved. He's like yeah. the opposite Hulk. Wherever <laughs> Hulk goes, he gets booed. Where if Sting just just him being there, you want to smile. Yeah. You want to cheer. Sting, for the he's a uh, yeah. He's like uh, an Undertaker. A larger than life mythical yeah, type. Maybe, yeah, kind of being like WCW's Undertaker. Yeah, pretty much. Very much that same feeling where. It's like always kept his character, always kept. He was always staying. He was always the brooding badass. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. It was, yeah, yeah and this it was, was a great. great match. It was a great match to, uh, to reflect yeah. that. Apparently, this was, this was the one that had all the guys backstage going wild for the veteran. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> you still see a 62 year old going nuts out there. Hell yeah, you're going to be stomping around. <coughs> but we're not done. We still got two more big matches two on this card. Two more matches. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I think this we're coming up right around hour three on, the, on this point. like Or the yeah. end of hour three. Jesus Christ. And you know these two matches are both going about a half hour eight. We, so. Yeah, yeah. So something in me had a feeling. Yeah. 
Uh, but we're starting with the AEW World Heavyweight Championship here. Kenny Omega defending against Orange Cassidy and Pac. Uh, of course, Cassidy was the natural baby face. The crowd, he was the favorite. Everyone was loving him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this was just 27 minutes of just good action. You know, no real lulls. Just you had three men, uh, lots of different styles. Pack doing his flips. Cassidy doing his shtick, the hands in the pockets, countering moves. Lots of high flying. Lots of good stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, eventually, uh, Pack kicks Orange Cassidy in the balls, hits the black arrow, but Kenny pra- he breaks that pin up. Uh, so Orange Cassidy hits the beach break on Kenny for another big two count. Uh, crowd was into all this. But uh, yeah, soon after, Orange Cassidy's in control. Both men are down. Or he hits the orange punch onto Pac. And then on commentary, Don Callis is just like, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> yeah, so he, his headset, <laughs> you can hear it just get viciously thrown off to the side. Yeah. So he just gets up from the booth, runs down to the ring uh, as Orange Cassidy hits another orange punch on Pac and covers him for the pin. But that damn Don Callis pulls the ref out of the ring at the two count, costing him the belt. Oh, my God. So uh, he gets back in the ring. Pack gets Cassidy in the brutalizer. So Kenny starts kicking at him, but he won't break the hold. So Kenny has no choice but to knock the ref out instead. Uh, and then one of the funny parts of the match, uh, Kenny just has Don just start tossing him all his belts one at a time. Just nails Pack in the head with all four of the belts. So he's down. Cassidy comes back to life. And then he hits Kenny with the orange punch. He makes the pin, but the ref is still out. So Aubrey comes sprinting down to the ring. She makes the count. But at two, Kenny reverses with a crucifix pin and gets a three on Orange Cassidy to retain his title. In in a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, my God. Callus coming in there. What also started the uh, fuck you Callus chance, oh, yeah. uh, which was <laughs> a lot of fun to hear, which was a lot of because fuck that guy. You know, uh, Kenny Omega also finally I, this was the first time I noticed uh, being billed from Winnipeg. Yeah, they in- said instead of they did the not by North they Carolina. Referenced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they kind of went the other way. So I thought that was cool because, of course, uh, Down Callis is always talking about Kenny Omega in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. So that <laughs> fit. You know what I think this was? This was a test run uh, for uh, Orange Cassidy to seeing if we can actually accept, we the fans, accept Orange Cassidy in a main event role in a big time world title match you know he's the big you know he's one of the biggest merch sellers on the planet but can he put on a match that you actually get engaged in more engaged than orange cassidy seemingly seemingly is uh <laughs> more often the time and the fans were red hot they were fired oh, yeah, they, they were, were fired up every single possible opportunity when he came back for that uh when he had that pin on kenny i like that's fucking over i'm like there's no way there's no way he can do this they're, oh my god they're gonna do it and just before that three comes down kenny kicks out uh yeah. they had us going the whole time it was great to see him celebrating with the other guys in the elite without actually having the elite come out and kind of cause the interference or distraction having it just be callous Setting up, uh, you know, for Callus's impending super kick party of his own, where he will be the <laughs> sole invitee um, of it. But yeah, that's exactly it. Freshly squeezed. He's going to be the top of the card 
Um, probably way faster than they thought he would have made it here at the top of the card. Uh, you know, kind of one of these AEW success stories right now. Him, Kingston, it's great to see, uh, you know, these guys have big moments. Yeah. Cassidy to be. himself, I think he's like 36 years old. Really? Yeah, yeah. also, yeah, yeah, he's not on that kind of, uh, you know, when we think of like MJF. Jungle Boy, Darby, yeah. you know, that super young uh, side of things. Yeah, Orange Cassidy, 37. A late bloomer. Late bloomer. A well, well-ripened orange. I, who? Oh, it's so juicy. It's so juicy. Valencia. There's so much pulp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great match. Orange Cassidy definitely passes the test. Uh, will this crowd accept him as a world champion? Absolutely. Absolutely they could. Absolutely they can. And uh, absolutely we will. He'll win that thing one day. He will. Uh, but right before the main event, we get one little surprise here as Tony Schiavone is in the ring to introduce us to our newest member of the AEW broadcast team, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. The world's strongest man. He can lift yeah. anything. <laughs> anything uh, he can, ever. He, can, he be, can list it. He can lift it. He can legitimately, uh, he can roll up a frying pan in his bare hands. Oh, really? That's pretty. Like a burrito. That's a pretty. That's that's a pretty cool, uh, not uh, practical skill to have. Uh, But yeah, that's right. So, so Mark Henry is going to be doing the Rampage coverage coming up on Fridays in the fall on TNT, and then later on TBS. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I got no problems with it. Of course, you know. We'll see um, how he does. You know, he'll kind of do commentary the same way that Paul White's doing shit over there on Elevation. Uh, but what I think it is, it's more it's more people helping out backstage. It's more pros yeah. who know what's going on, uh, kind of lending the direction to... I mean, we see these guys like Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, even, even, uh, even Kenny Omega's 37 years old. Some of these guys are getting older, but there's a lot of younger people coming in. Uh, and it's great that they have this this guidance as soon as they get there. Yeah, he can uh, be a mentor for someone like an, an Anthony Agogo, another former real-world athlete. Exactly. Anthony, oh, powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> there you go. See? It's already have it. So that's, uh, that's great news. Check it out Fridays in the fall, 10 p.m. Rampage. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Yeah, we'll watch. We'll let you know on this show how he does. <laughs> uh, but let's go. To this main event here of the evening, we're talking about Stadium Stampede Part 2, this time featuring the Inner Circle taking on the Pinnacle. And if the Inner Circle lose, they must disband forever. Forever and ever. Forever. The exact amount of time that Cody Rhodes cannot challenge for the (laughs) AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Same amount of time. That's right. That's right. Uh, Don't think I haven't forgotten. Don't think I haven't forgotten, you son of a bitch. Or not maybe not you. He's the son of a bitch. No, yeah. But maybe that's his heel move. He's like, well, Cody's not allowed, but I'm Cody Rhodes now. Hey, Homelander does what he wants. <laughs> Watch it. Check it out. Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, but this match starts off. We get a stretch limousine pulling out of the field. MJF gets out of the car and starts cutting a promo. But then Judas hits. And we pan up high in the sky as the members of Inner Circle are rappelling down from the, the scoreboard or just the big video board, whatever it was. Rappelling like like they're rock climbers. Yeah, or like uh, SWAT agents coming like down. SWAT agents, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, either way, I mean, Jericho still got his busted arm, so good for him doing this. 
Uh, yeah, so they they rappel down. They reach the field. They go after MJF, but he just jumps into the car, jumps into the limo, locks himself in. And then the rest of the Pinnacle members pull up on a pickup truck, and everyone just starts brawling out of the field. You know, there's a ring there in the middle, but very briefly gets used. Um, you know, eventually everyone just kind of partners off and fights off backstage in their own little different sections of Daly's place. Uh, so, like, MJF and Jericho, they fight through the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They right into the coach's office. I don't know their names, but they were there. They made a little cameo, just kind of handing weapons to Jericho. Uh, Laptop. Footballs. Football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, they're fighting. They're doing their thing. Uh, Wardlow and Jake Hager, they fight into a deep freezer. And then Wardlow just grabs an icicle off the wall, and he's ready to wield it like a knife. A shiv, if you will. <laughs> But uh, they get out of there, Wardlow Spears, Hager through a wall, and then we cut to Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears doing like, uh, I don't know, I feel like this is a reference to something where he's like sitting in the chair in the spotlight and doing little tap. You know what yeah, I think this is a reference for? This is a reference to one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. Of course, we're talking about Anna J. This felt like the, uh, yeah, like the Broadway, you're sitting like there. Like West Side Story or something? No, I thought more of just like a, yeah, it's like a, like a, like a outtake from Chicago. You know? I was like, thinking that. Yeah. I don't know. Just like gangs, but to fight like. It was a whole thing. It also gave me, uh, I thought for a second they were going to maybe dive into a little, um, like a Reservoir Dogs <laughs> type action. Well, Sam McGuire mm. sitting down there on that chair, and then, uh, you know, Sean Spears, he was doing a little dance around it, like, uh, <laughs> like who, whatever that guy's name is, Mr. Mr. Blonde. Mr. Blonde, thank you. Yeah. But either way, I, I was think. hoping, I was hoping for like a seven minute musical number. I never got it. Not to say I won't get it. No. Nope. Uh, uh, I just never got it this particular time. Yeah, they were just in this. This room full of chairs, I guess, just storage and LED lights, apparently. Yeah, that are shining. Storage room, <laughs> right in the middle. Uh, so they fight through there into some warehouse area. Uh, Spears smacks Sammy in the head with a ladder, and then he pulls out a pair of handcuffs to just kind of handcuffs him to a shelf and leaves. But thankfully, earlier in the fight, he had a pair of bolt cutters which he tossed and happened to land right near Sammy. Hey, so. good thing we saw him uh, tossing those bolt cutters before or I would have asked myself, what yeah. the fuck's that guy doing here? Yeah. Uh, then Santana and Ortiz arrive at this bar slash club type thing where uh, FTR and Tully are hanging out. And Tully's outfit. This was kind of funny to me. I don't know. Just like a cut off <laughs> sleeves, a little scarf around the neck. Yeah, it looked like a little <laughs> uh, like a little midnight cowboy type, yeah, uh, type look. <laughs> For an old man. Uh, then we had a small cameo from Conan. He was the DJ in the booth there. Uh, so, former WCW slash AAA guy. He kind of did a little rare record scratch. Yeah, like, uh, so, everyone's brawling. We're making a big mess. We're smashing bottles. We're breaking furniture. Uh, they eventually fight their way onto an elevator. I think that's the last we see of them. Yeah, they uh, were only in it for a little period of time, but uh, of course yeah. we were getting everybody sectioning themselves off there at Daly's Place, just like we did last year. Yeah, and we should say, so during this whole time, I guess the crowd was kind of watching on the screen, and it was pretty quiet. There wasn't really much reactions, I felt, until the very end when they came out. Yeah, who knows, right? That could have just been like, you know, the volume control, uh, you know, it's... Hard to, hard to tell or whatever. I mean, I was into it, and I was also oh, just yeah, it was... watching it on a screen, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Well, uh, we go back to Wardlow and Hager, and they fight their way on top of a golf cart. Hager chokeslams Wardlow off, crashing through uh, just some wooden structure they put together there. But uh, I don't know what it was. Something. Then we go back to Jericho and MJF. They're now in a conference room. MJF gets some cards stapled to his head, but then he fights back. Pile drivers Jericho onto the conference room table and goes for a two count, our first pinfall attempt of the match. Right, yeah. yeah, I think there may have been one super early, like super <laughs> yeah. early. I think, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I think when like Santana actually... tried to get one over or something. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then Jericho opens up this panel on the wall and pulls out his baseball bat, Floyd. Nails MJF in the head with it. And they added the sound effect there. That would kill a man if it was real. They said, ting! You the can't classic do that metal bat hitting something sound. Yeah. You'd be in a jail for battery and serious. Battery? Offenses. Serious. Uh, <laughs> and then he grabs him. He smashes his head through a glass window. So that gives MJF a little chance to cut himself. Uh, and then we go back to Sean Spears, who's walking off on his own. And then this, this motorcycle gang. They, they called them something, but I don't know who they are. I don't know. Some guys on motorcycles. Um, no, they were on, uh, yeah, they were on a thing before. The, it's just like the inner cycle. So the inner circle, they have their whole, like, they look like a motorcycle club now. Yeah. And I think it was a bunch of episodes of Dynamite Ago. They, like, rode in beside oh. their yeah, yeah, yeah. other people in the motorcycle club. So I think it was that. So they're, like, peripheral members of the yeah they non-wrestling <laughs> members they pretty much handle all of the illegal activity you know uh the drugs the guns the, uh, all that kind of, <laughs> all that kind of stuff chris jericho outsources all of that to a whole other team yeah yeah well we go back to chris jericho and mjf and they finally emerge into the real life crowd here uh they're in the upper bowl of daily's place fighting through the stands uh, yeah, they fight over to the lights, and Jericho just picks MJ up, power bombs him through this table. Looked pretty, he kind of got him right on the end there. Looked like a rough land. Yeah, it was a little fake table, but still. Yeah. <laughs> still, still hurts. Still so he's out. Uh, then we cut back down to the, or no, we see Sammy Guevara driving down to the ring in a golf cart, chasing after Sean Spears. So the two of them fight in the ring, but then Spears gets a chair. And he hits Sammy with a vicious shot to the head. Um, or at least it looked like it was to that. Yeah, he he just got his arm up there. Uh, I mean, he got it up, but it dang. was good. <laughs> it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and Sammy somehow kicks out of that. So Sean Spears he looks to do more damage with the chair, but Sammy escapes. He hits the GTH, and then he there's a chair set up in the corner, and he just curb stomps Spears' head into the chair. And then he hits a 6.30 centon, and that gets him the pinfall. Big win for Inner Circle. They, the band is still together. The band stays together. Chris Jericho on vocals. Sammy Guevara on bass. Jake Hager's <laughs> playing the drums. Um, who else we got? Santana's playing guitar. Ortiz is ripping those keys, baby. The band <laughs> has not been <clears throat> much music's disbanded for another year. You know what? <clears throat> Huge. I there hasn't been. I can't think of a match where the expectations haven't been this big after a setting from the last year's match. Remember that first War Games match? The second one, we're thinking like this is a gamble. It's gonna have to be as good as that first one. 
And of course it was. The third War Games match, it was just as good as the first two. And say this one, Stadium Stampede, no different. What I like about this is that, you know, we can use this idea, the Stadium Stampede match going forward, they can each be a little bit different. And that's okay. The match is supposed to be so weird. <laughs> that it kind of works. Uh, yeah. For me, I thought the first one was better. Mm-hmm. But I still liked it. But uh, no, I just thought the first one had bigger spots, a bit more humor. I mean, this one, there was no witch Jericho. He didn't pick up a pile. There was no we were, I was yeah, waiting for something that like that. I was waiting for something like that to happen. <laughs> I was also hoping uh, that Trevor Lawrence would have shown up in somewhere in the Jericho MJF <laughs> stuff. I thought that would have that would have gotten a huge pop. If, uh, you know, just, yeah, while they were fighting through the backstage rooms, like Trevor Lawrence just, like, watching TV or something, that would have been a huge moment. Yeah. Uh, but I well, think the bigger moment of everything uh, was the ending of the match. Like, Inner Circles going to win. This was going to be the main event. You know how the show ended? The show ended with five guys giving the middle fingers as 5,500 people sang Judas to, at, at full volume. Like, yeah, this was like the happiest moment in professional wrestling in the past year. Of course, the baby <laughs> yeah, faces great... went over. Sami Zayn had the ring to himself at the end there, and he gets the pin. That's a. This is, you know, if we've been... Waiting for the full Sammy or wow, Sammy Guevara baby yeah. face turn. Almost had Sammy Zayn there. I mean, we've been waiting for Sammy Zayn, but don't get me started about that. <laughs> this is a huge moment for Sammy Guevara. Yeah, you know, he was the one that forfeited in the first match, so he made but makes up for it here. Makes up for uh, it here, and having MJ, uh, MJF and Jericho, you know, they took up most of the time. Like their rivalry is really the part we care about. I don't think, you know, the Wardlow, the Wardlow-Hager rivalry doesn't run too deep. Or, of course, <laughs> Santana Ortiz, they'll continue to take on FTR in a in a tag capacity. Um, you know, but Inner Circle versus Pinnacle, you know, it's it's done now. But uh, it mean, might drag on. It might. We don't know. Uh, but, yeah, great, great closing images there. Everyone's singing along. The crowd's happy. Jericho, yeah, they they cut the music out and just let the crowd sing it at the end too. Great. Yeah, they always cut out the second half of the chorus, so the yeah. uh, you know the you know the music is kind of going and the cut off just so you can get the Judas. And there's still people there. I hate when they pan to the crowd and. I mean, you know, not many people, were, you, you didn't have to wear a mask if you were there and you were fully vaccinated. I hate it when people, they cut to the crowd and they're not singing Judas. Like, if you know, <laughs> if you have to know one AEW theme song, pick that one. <laughs> I, I don't know if there are people out there learning the, uh, the, you know, all of the words in Kenny Omega's theme. I'm sure people know it, but they're not <laughs> cutting to the crowd during uh, Best Belt Machine or something like that. I don't know. Learn the fucking words to Judas. Maybe they're just, uh, you know, shy. Shy in public. They don't like speaking, standing, singing in front of people. They don't um, like expressing <laughs> themselves in the public. Yeah, I mean, some people are weird like that. Uh, but that was it. That was all of Double or Nothing until we get all out in September. And then they announced Full Gear November 6th. Uh, in somewhere that's not Canada, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Maybe twenty twenty two, baby. We're getting a pay per view. Uh, of course, they could. They could sell out. Fucking. They could sell out Sky Dome if they wanted to. <laughs> it would be so hot. It would be so hot. But that was uh, that was the show. What an incredible pay per view that was. I'm. Uh, you know, 
I that may that may be slipping in there amongst uh, you know my tops of all time. Uh, the crowd, yeah, the no, quality was, of uh, matches, the payoffs, uh, everything. We're gonna be talking about this one for a long time. Yeah, no, I think uh, uh, an improvement over Revolution this year. Mm-hmm. There's a couple couple problems with Revolution, and obviously the crowd plays a big part. But uh, yeah, overall, nearly every match delivered. Slight little bit of a lull in the middle there, but. You know, that's what happens when it's a stacked card. <laughs> the Cody lull. We're going yeah, to start calling it a little <laughs> Cody lull, which is okay. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Whatever. He still had one of the best matches ever against Dustin, so I'll forgive him. Amen to that. Amen to that, Mike. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back with our uh, kind of like weekly action. Of course, a four-hour pay-per-view. It's going to, you know, we're going to be talking about it. And of course, yeah. with the releasening, Whoa. so it was a big first half of the show. But we'll come back in the second half with um, with kind of our weekly to dos. How does that sound? Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Maybe sum some things up. Yeah, that sounds that sounds oh, yes. about right. That sounds about right. Okay, folks, uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Back here with part two of the podcast here, folks. God, our uh, the weekly action begins because everything you just heard, that's all in the past now. That's pay-per-views are all done with. Nobody gives a shit about any of that stuff anymore. We're not all reeling from possibly one of the best pay-per-views of the last memorable future. Past. <laughs> Days of Futures past. Okay, well, X-Men. Yeah. Uh, watched that one the other day. They jump over the timeline way too much. I've been watching too much. Day, which one, when year did that one come out? That was the 2014 one. That was the one where it Is had... Is that the one with the, <clears throat> the child predator director? Well, half of them had that guy. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I, I don't know where the line stops and yeah, begins. Yeah, I think, I think he was also on that one. But that was the one where they combined, like, the old X-Men that we remember from, like, the 2000s with the uh, first class, like, the reboot, like, the fast bender Jennifer Lawrence group. Yeah. And so then they came Hugh together. Jackman with La- Hugh Lawrence. Hugh Lawrence. <laughs> Hugh Lawrence. <laughs> I was I've been watching too much uh kind of like timeline bending type things uh lately. I'm just my my mind is all over timelines and alternate universes or in a world where this happened instead of that. My mind's just So the the Mandela effect. Is that what it's called? No, that's just a part of it where all these I don't know. I could, okay. Well, yeah, I'm right in the middle of that part. So alter- got- multiple timelines existing at once. Exactly. Exactly. With yeah. many, some could have small differences, big differences. I'm some as small as a lyric change in a song you knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. There's a know, there, there's a universe where Bruno Mars has a song called "Twenty uh, Four Carat Anus." Yeah. Um, where uh, he's talking about a 24 karat <laughs> anus in the air. It's like everything's the exact same as this earth. You know, we all breathe oxygen. Trump was still president, but the song was called 24 karat anus. So, you know, a lot of people didn't like X Men 3, but I like it. Um, yeah, I remember <laughs> that being. Yeah, threes. I, well, I remember being like, yeah, the one that people didn't like out of the mall. They like killed everyone off. I'm like, yeah, that's the way it goes. And Sometimes then, you know, you that's why die. they had to first class kind of go in the past and then. Yeah, I just remember being. Sh- I liked it because I was shocked. I was shocked. You were shocked that people. Yeah, I yeah. want to be. Sh- I want. I want to gasp when I leave the theater. <gasps> I don't want to clap. I want an audible gasp when it I was leave. Like the everyone theater. died. Magneto lost <laughs> his powers. Beast was the hero. 
Everything. Kelsey Grammer was the hero. Frazier was the hero. Casted. God he was the perfect as the beast. Yeah, no, he really was. In a forgettable movie. <laughs> In a forgettable movie. Um, because, yeah, movies are all over the place. Um, not only, you know, movies. I haven't seen a movie in theaters in a long time, but there are a lot of movies on Netflix. Yeah, what about your new Fast movie with John Cena? Cannot wait. Uh, every John Cena is going to have a, a big year in my life kind of coming up. Uh, the Fast and Furious movie, followed by his role in the James Gunn Suicide Squad, and then the subsequent season of his offshoot Peacemaker show, which did just get renewed for a second season, by the way. Before it's um, even come out. Before it's even come out, the John Cena train choo-choo has left the station. You know, uh, John Cena's the latest, uh, or, you know, one of the latest kind of the Hollywood transition type people that p- character, uh, that directors just love working with, is an all-around nice guy, and uh, that's big. But you know just what? Someone, what are you going to say? Just don't call Taiwan a country. Yeah, just don't say anything about any country, and you'll be fine. You'll have to apologize. You'll be fine, Uh, which um, actually, we're talking about uh, film stars. We're talking about professional wrestlers. This is a perfect segue into this week's Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Audible clap. It was just <laughs> that easy. It was more have... of a smack, a slap to the face. <laughs> oh, um, even uh, I, we got we got there so easily. I was just waiting for the perfect little moment to kind of you know stick my uh, stinger yeah. into. Of course, <laughs> um, uh, no, we're not talking sting. We are talking, of course. There was a new movie come out just on Netflix. Um, the newest Zack Snyder picture. And no, we're not talking about the Justice League. We were talking about an original story, Army of the Dead. Uh, just came out there on Netflix. And um, starring none other than, like, I'm pretty, like, he, a man that you may know him as just Batista. But this is Hollywood. This is Dave Batista with a whole mm-hmm. different spelling. It took way longer for Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be dropped until he was now just Dwayne Johnson. No, Batista's three movies in, and we're already getting a name change. Huge spoiler. Anyways, uh, Netflix reaches out to their, um, you know, they're, they're posting all over their social medias. Army of the Dead, watch it, this, that, the other. Our boy Batista jumps on to Twitter um, where he responds to their uh, Netflix's post by saying, fans, just before you even ask, this is the Snyder's Cut. <laughs> uh, at 2 hours and 28 minutes, too, it's not even that long of a movie. And let me tell you, it's a lot of fun, Mike. If you like action, if you like silly, kind of over-the-top, but felt feeling serious. It's kind of funny in a lot of bo- in a lot of spots. Zack Snyder ha- gets great shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always has, Mike. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch Army of the Dead there on um, Netflix. And to our brand new Twilu champion, Batista, two-time winner. Of course, he um, he held the belt alongside uh, Dana Brooke when they had a particularly saucy exchange. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, if maybe if maybe you can recall that he was actually one of the first Tweedledee champions, um, <laughs> but uh, has now kind of made himself back into the scene. So you love seeing it, and watch Army of the Dead. It was pretty damn good. Yeah, I think I'll check it out. Seems like a uh, seems like a fun movie. It seems it's fun. Get yourself some Jiffy Pop, or whatever your <laughs> That's favorite. That's too much work. <laughs> the one on the stove. 
I'm no or or fine. Do it yourself. Grab a pan. Grab some oil, some butter, some. That's so much work. I some, just microwave. It. Beep, beep. <laughs> or do that. And but, then you can still melt the butter after if you want. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. However you choose to enjoy popcorn, that's up to you, baby. Just Have enjoy. Have you ever it. had like the actual Jiffy Jiffy Pop, where you buy it in like the pre-made? Never. Thing? I never. I don't think Jiffy Pop branded. We have done the. Um, like not recently. I don't really eat popcorn like very the much. The foil pops and it's like contained in the little. Yeah, foil I thing. know what it is. Uh, I remember a couple times in university doing the just kind of in the frying pan because we read about it online or something. You're like, <laughs> does it work? And it fucking works. Uh, and then I think at one point I lived in a house that we had the we had the maker. So you'd put the yeah. you put the kernels in there yourself. I like those as a kid. Those are it's so easy. Just oh yeah, and then you would just we we you know kind of start popping. They just start popping. And, and then if you took the lid off, it's chaos. It's it's all over the place. You're you're cleaning up for weeks after that, you know. But you get this fresh <laughs> freshly popped popcorn. Put some olive oil on it, some salt, some pepper, maybe some garlic powder. Oh my good. <laughs> I remember one time heaven. when I was little, I was using the popcorn popper and I was making it. I think I was in my pajamas. I didn't have a shirt on. And in the middle of it all, a seed, an uncooked seed comes flying out at super hot temperature. Hits me right in the bare nipple. <laughs> right, a little, in the, right yeah, in the nip. Like, Ow, my nipple! I was a little boy. And it hurt. I mean, it was funny, though. Funny little childhood. Funny little childhood. Well, that's great, Mike. Uh, <laughs> great popcorn stories there. <laughs> yeah, where, where, where are we talking about Tweet of the Week? That's we were right. talking about Tweet of the Week. It's Dave Batista. Check him out in probably another movie coming out soon. I think he's in the Dune movie whenever that one comes out. Uh, the I mean, Dune? Yeah, they remade Dune. Is that like uh, the Monsters old one. in the Ground? Or something. There is, yeah, there is a big monster worm creature in the ground, but there's mo- that other- that's not he, that's not the bad guy. It's okay. like there's like a whole kind of government type, you know, story. Uh, the original's on Netflix. There, it's Kyle Chandler. No, not Kyle Chandler. The guy, fuck, who's the guy from uh, Twin Peaks? Uh, what the guy who plays like Agent Cooper? Yeah. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. That's who it is. Kyle McLaughlin is the lead in that one. Yeah. Sting is also in it. Actually, uh, it all comes around. <laughs> it all comes it around. It all comes around. I think Batista is the new Sting. Actually, when I think about who the characters are, uh, which might be funny, it all comes back around to professional wrestling. God damn it, Mike! This is a professional wrestling show, and I won't hear another word of anything else that doesn't have to do <laughs> with professional wrestling. Uh, so let's move on. Let's move ahead with the show here, shall we? Because um, I think you know before we go forward in time, we do have kind of have to go back in time. Um, because although we did have our big AW pay-per-view on Sunday, that completely overshadowed everything on the blue brand. Uh, so let's just uh, let's just chat a little about SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, the big stuff. The Usos officially reunite back in the ring, having a nice match against the Street Profits there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they get the win, so good to see them back. Um, and I guess the other, you know, we just mentioned it in the beginning. Ruby Riot gets released, but here she was wrestling mere three days ago, five days ago, whatever it was. In a tag match. Life happens fast. You know, if you don't stop to look around a while, you might miss it. Yeah. Uh, I guess my favorite moment of the show came when Bianca Belair was facing Carmella. Carmella gets the win and Michael Cole calls her Belanca. 
And then Bailey just says, Balaka, Michael Cole, you stupid idiot. <laughs> I miss that. I miss yeah. the Bolanka I'm just wondering, moment. at this point now, Michael Cole has botched the ending of like three Belanca Belair matches. Bel- you, you just said it right I'm there. You just I know, right he's there. fucking me up. He's fucking me up, and he's fucking up with, with my girl, Bianca. So, Michael Cole. Yeah, Bianca Belair is, uh, like, how many times... How, how fast can you say Bianca, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair? Bianca Belair. <laughs> you know, eventually you're gonna be, you're gonna be stumbling, and you yeah. know, of course, with all the releasings with Adnan Verk moving on, with some new bald guy on SmackDown, Tom Phillips' job isn't even safe. Michael Cole's thinking, "Fuck, they're coming for me next," uh, so he's stumbling around a little bit back there. Yeah, uh, we also had. I guess it's a he's part of the roster now. Rick Boogs was here once again. Ricky um, Boogs, one of my favorite guitar players. Uh, if you need a guy to just, you know, <laughs> hold a guitar and look good, this guy's got it down. Marshall stacks on I either mean, side of the fucking entrance ramp, too. He looks good, but I thought the guitar playing didn't sound as good this week. A little little sloppy. A little sloppy, you know, and we're still we still we're still about a month away from the live uh, the live crowd shows. Uh, you know. There's a lot of things yeah. actually. It'll be interesting to see how they how they do translate themselves to going live. You know, it's something that all none of these performers have done in a year. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, there's kind of going to be a little bit of an adjustment for everybody involved. And uh, who knows? Who knows if Rick Boogs will be playing uh, his electric guitar uh, this time next month? Yeah, but uh, either way, he was there for Nakamura and Chad Gable. Just I guess Corbin was there as well. They're still fighting over this crown. We're all just hoping it leads to King of the Ring. At least they're, I mean, I don't know. Do something. Do it. Yeah, just do something. Yeah. Anyways, the main event of the show was Dominic. Or I guess it was supposed to be the Mysterios defending their tag titles against the Dirty Dogs. But uh, backstage, Rey Mysterio gets beaten up beforehand. So now it's the opposite of the pay-per-view. Instead of Ray going alone, Dominic decides it's my turn to go alone. So two-on-one, he's defending the titles, uh, putting up a good fight. He lasts just long enough for his dad, Ray, to come out. And, uh, yeah, causes a distraction. Dominic rolls up. Rune gets a three-count to retain the titles. Yeah, to retain, you know, in that quick little... uh that quick little roll up but really for my for me this kind of capped off what was a uh, felt like a just kind of like a lackluster smackdown like a real lackluster episode of smackdown there's kind of been this little string lately where smackdown maybe hasn't quite popped the way we want it to certainly usos coming back makes the uh, tag division more fun yeah they did uh, come down at the end of the show face to face i think they're going to fight them next week Next week, you know, but again, Bianca Belair doesn't really have a uh, a solid competitor, um, you know, to kind of take on. Bailey is <laughs> in the wings, kind of again. Uh, Sasha's MIA. Sasha continues to be MIA. She and Edge is MIA. The two of them yeah. are listed for a live show in July. Like they're on the promotional posters for you know, you go to the website to buy the tickets. Their photos are on that poster, so we're still kind of, yeah. you know, whether or not that happens before that or not wasn't the case, and uh, and also, uh, nothing to do with the IC title. Yeah, yeah, nothing this week. And what's weird about where we are with the Intercontinental Championship right now is that there's so many people involved in it that 
the the belt not being on television is like a big deal because you know I mean the past few weeks or at least since Mania it's been Cruz, Big E, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, the man formerly known as Aleister Black, <laughs> uh, and like that's a lot of people to occupy a, a scene, which is fine. But then if we don't see any of them, it feels like there's a huge hole left here on SmackDown. Yeah, no, and we were talking about Bianca Belair needs some challengers, and yeah, why would you let go of Ruby Riot? You could have had her fill in and for I a mean, couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, you know, and Tamina and Natalia need challenge. They need a name, and they also need challenges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just broke up your only other tag team on SmackDown in the women's division. Bizarre. Which right? is no surprise. Yeah, the Iconics are gone, and I don't know, this whole thing's... Anyways, that was SmackDown, most of the important stuff. So... Let's just jump over to Raw, I guess. Let's get Raw! Let's get Raw! <laughs> God, you say it with such uh, not wanting to do it. Well, Mike, you know what? And I'm just surprised, you know, you kind of mentioned earlier on the show regarding several releasings, rumors of, you know, portions of the company being sold. I wouldn't want to buy, I mean, would you want to buy this? <laughs> would you want to buy the last, maybe even, like, month, maybe? Well, I don't think they, I don't think anyone really cares about, they just care about raw numbers. Oh, right, it's just about numbers. Oh, they don't watch the product, they don't know anything, they don't know who AJ Styles is. Right, they should, though. They should. He's the I mean, phenomenal Tony Khan, one. Tony Khan knows his shit. Tony Khan knows who he is, uh, yeah. He knows yeah. he knows that Raw is not getting the deal with New Japan. He said there's only one r- room for one con <laughs> in this business. Wow, that was just a funny little promo. That was one of but. the uh, that was one of, that might be promo of the year as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, hey. But let's get to this Monday Night Raw episode. Um, you know we have a nice memorial. It's Memorial Day down there in the states. Yeah, you know, nice get- little holiday for you y'all Yankees. For y'all Yankees, and of course, as soon as we kick live to the Thunderdome, Mismo are here to kick off with another episode of Ms. TV. Yeah, and we are introduced to our new member of the commentary team, Jimmy Smith. Of course, replacing Mr. Mr. Verk. Uh, Jimmy Smith uh, from... He's from something, okay. some sports. He's got sports experience, but no, he fit. He fit in pretty well here. He definitely knew a lot more of the moves and stuff. And felt like it. It yeah. felt like a little more... He fit in. Uh, he fit in a little notice... more than Verk. Yeah, I didn't notice him in any bad ways, He so whatever. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, Miz TV. Miz this is the first time we've seen him since the zombie attack. So mm-hmm. he's live. But he did have, I mean, you couldn't see it, but it was under his pant leg. He was wearing a knee brace, kind of limping when Charlotte made him stand up. Yeah, it was, was a like, weird call <laughs> to make him uh, <clears throat> make him come back. But either way, like you said, yeah, Charlotte, um, they invited Charlotte out to the ring. And, of course, Rhea Ripley also, who immediately start just trading insults. Yeah, go to hell. No, you go to hell. No, you go to hell. No, I was there already. No, I have stretchers. I'll bring you you something like that. So they demismo. They try to calm things down. And then Nikki Cross comes out and says, well, since I beat uh, the champion last week, it's only fair that I face the winner of you two. Yeah, Ripley says, no, you only beat the clock. You didn't beat me, but you still earned my respect. And then Nikki says, yeah, I can beat you, Charlotte. So, I don't know. We're getting another beat at the clock. 
Another beat the uh, clock challenge from which I can understand is less so much how much offense you can provide, but it's how much defense you can provide for a period of time. Yeah, especially this time around. Uh, so two minutes once again, Nikki and Charlotte. Nikki just kind of wastes, just kind of runs around outside the ring, just kind of kill time. Uh, they get back, fight for a little bit. Charlotte goes for the figure four, but the uh, clock runs out. So Nikki Cross, I mean, she wins by the rules of the match, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say she beat Charlotte. Yeah, then Ripley <laughs> just kind of sat there ringside, just like, bravo, bravo. Mm -hmm. uh, the resurgence of Nikki Cross, I think, is great for a lot of fans who've missed her since the Bliss Cross days. But throwing her into the, it's weird, it's like she's thrown to the middle of the title feud, but is yeah. playing her role in a way that's much better when they bring people in all the time to kind of do shit like this, like a Reginald type. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not actually going to like do anything for the fans. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to see Nikki Cross maybe find out that uh, she can hang out here with the best. My highlight, my highlight of the whole segment was um, the Miz who had a, he was wearing a, a, a garlic necklace. Oh, yeah. um, of course, uh, to ward off the vampires, which I guess are kind of like zombies. Uh, yeah. That was a, that was a fun that was a fun little note. That was a fun little uh, side <laughs> note for me. But other than that, yeah, nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's weird. Like Nikki Cross, I mean, she hasn't lost in these two weeks, but doesn't feel like she's won anything just by beating the clock. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy she's back. Even. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like we just said. But. Anyways, we go backstage. Randy Orton is talking to Matt Riddle about, you know, stealing his finisher last week, the RKO. And I just noticed, I don't know if he's had it for a little while, but Randy Orton's facial hair. How long has he had this? I am so glad you brought this up. <laughs> uh, Mike, this was the premiere of the uh, the Randy, or what, I'm gonna, what I would like to call Randy Orton. Just a little bit of a maybe like a French explorer type of uh, it, uh, type of thing. I can picture him with the hat with the big uh, like the big feather on it, looking like he's one of the three musketeers. I think he's got a Mike the Shoot Shepherd look to it. It's pretty much the same. I uh, same look. He's Iton. We know they're listening to the show. We already yeah. know it. You shave between the lip and the chin. You got to separate that. No goatees here. <laughs> Um, and it really, it instantly gives you a European vibe. I, I, it's, a, it's a good look. It's a good look uh, on the Rand Man, and Randy Orton can pull out any look. New, not address it, but he knows here on the podcast we're going to address it. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, he's had, he's had beard and cheek hair before, but that's the first time I've ever seen lip hair on Randy Orton, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, uh, kind of like something that's chunked off from the rest yeah, of Yeah, like it. an actual mustache. Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, Randy's here to talk. Uh, he says he was impressed with Riddle last week against that awesome match with Xavier. And, uh, you know, if we're going to do this tag team thing, let's do it. So how about you come down and watch my match later at ringside? Oh, okay. It's making moves here. Making moves. Uh, but that match is right now. So we're not going to have to wait. Xavier Woods versus Randy Orton. Randy's coming out aggressive, beating Xavier all around. Uh, but he fights back, gets a couple good moves in. But eventually, Orton picks up Xavier, and he hits the bro Derek to get the win. So Riddle is super pumped about that. He jumps in the ring. He's got his scooter. He's celebrating. And 
Looks like Randy Orton, man. He's really got a good thing. He's really got a thing for this kid. He's liking him. It's a good team. I like this little one-upsmanship that they have going back and forth, constantly, you know, having to one-up uh, the other one. And, you know, feuding with the New Day is a fun feud because we're, we're on the fence right now where we don't know if Matt Riddle and Randy Orton could go either way. They could either go babyface or heel, but the New Day are just going to have great workers. Shout out to Xavier Woods, who had another long singles yeah. match on TV uh, that was also very good. Yeah, back-to-back weeks, you know, maybe this is a little test run for him. Get yourself into a U.S. title type of deal or something, who knows? Egg. Exactly, and um, which is fantastic. It's great to see the real life pairing of Randy Orton, and Matt Riddle, smoking weed on a deck <laughs> somewhere. It's they just yeah. you know it's we've all everyone's had an, everyone's had a idea, right? Where you and your buddy <laughs> have been smoking a little too much, and you think of something that would be an incredible idea. Um, sometimes you know they probably get put into uh, effect, you know, and who knows? Major organizations may have been f- uh, formed that way, um, or sometimes. They're just tag teams. Like, hey, man, yeah. I got an idea. What if you and I do this? <laughs> yeah, it's been good. It's been going well. Uh, but not everything can go well. No. So let's go to Shayna Baszler taking on Reginald uh, with his little uh, suit shorts. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like a fancy short. <laughs> yeah, he's still got kind of like the jacket going on like, the top. Like, like a short, uh, like a shorts that you would wear to, uh, um, like a like a summer wedding on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know they get some extra mobility, so he's flipping all over the place. But he actually does get physical with Basler. Puts his hands on her, gives her a scoop slam. So this enrages Shayna, and she just starts targeting Reggie's leg. And, uh, but he fights back, hits a big spinning crossbody, goes for a moonsault, but Baszler avoids it, and then she puts him in the Kirafuda clutch, but they, they're they near the corner, and then Pyro just shoots up. Big fireball. That stops her, and Reggie takes advantage with the roll-up and gets the three count on Shayna. Oh, no. Shayna Baszler in the comedy match. Never thought you'd see the day, right? Coming out of NXT, one of, like, the most brutal ferocious hard-hitting women coming out of the strongest division <laughs> i i wouldn't think she would be in a comedy match no yeah well i mean uh, we've been saying this for a long time now but at the very least i hope it's leading to a breakup of Shayna and naya it's either going to do two things it's either going to lead to their breakup uh lead to the breakup or <laughs> Lead to their breakup, and then we have matches until Survivor Series about it. <laughs> so it can, it can really go two ways. Yeah. It can really go either either way at this much. Um, but yeah, poor Shayna. First, she's getting fucking distracted by a doll. And now she's, uh, you know, getting rolled up by a joke wrestler. It's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Um, I mean... Speaking of too bad, we got Mason T-Bar. Forgot they oh. existed. Yeah, exactly. Taking on the Lucha House Party. Um, you know, I mean, Mason T-Bar, we've already said it. They, they, they Yeah, they're here. They toss the little guys around. They hit a double choke slam. They get the win. But what does it mean? Um, well, it means that... Okay, so I'll tell you what it means. Uh, it means that a member of the Lucha House Party, um, well, I think it was Dorado, had his shoulders down on the mat 
and then the referee you know, kind of <laughs> he was covered by a member either Mace or T Bar and then the ref went. That's so yeah. that's what it means. That's how the win happens. Yeah. Other than that, uh, whatever happened to the Viking, um, the Viking men? I think we saw them at backstage for like a second, but it's weird because they were on that one show where we were also like, "Whoa, way too many tag teams!" And then both Mace T Bar Viking, then they left for now a month, and we're like, "Wait, what happened to all those tag teams?" I think it was also the same night where uh, Shelton Benjamin Cedric Alexander were still teaming up together. We're like, "Jesus Christ, too much." Too much, too much fire in the oven. And there should never be a fire in an oven. Your turkey's burnt. I mean, yeah. Not uh, yeah, not a traditional home oven. Maybe like a pizza stone-baked oven. Or something. Well, either way, you don't want the pizza on fire. No. I do like it crispy, though. A, cri- a crispy, yeah. Definitely. A if, well done. If, if, if there's an option to order the pizza well done, always ask for that little. That little yeah, little you don't want, you know, some pizza, you pick it up, it's sliding off. You're like, come on. Yeah, it's I dope. mean, what is this? The, what is this? Uh, what is pizza? This? Pizza. I was gonna say, what was that place called? Tito's. What is this? Tito's. Tito. Oh, don't disrespect Tito. No disrespect. It was the floppiest slice around. That's what made <laughs> well, it. Was it. Huge. That, it was huge. It was so big. Exactly. Though. That's why you were able to, you know, it was so malleable. You were able to kind of move, yeah. maneuver the the slice around your jaw. Ah, oh, rest in peace, Tito's. All right, P. I know. 50, yeah. I don't even use promo code uh, Shoot Brothers for fifteen percent off the Love Shop, which expanded its way. Uh, yeah, it's, it's taken over that whole plaza. It really has. Yeah, that's now like the sex plaza, and then also on the other half is the gym. It's like the sex yeah. gym plaza. Like old people come out of the gym like ah. Very weird. What a weird. Uh, it's an old people gym. It's not like a name brand. Yeah, it gets um. What is it? Persicini. Persicini. <laughs> yeah, it's not fit for life. It's, it's not, not fit city. Yeah, it doesn't have fit not, in the name. Anyway. Not LA Fitness. It's not that big <laughs> one. Yeah, it's Persicini. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Seamus comes out for some open challenges, but I'm getting kind of sick of this because he hasn't defended his title once since winning it. He's yeah, it just comes out an open week. challenge and then actually having your title in the He's line. like, actually, it's not for the belt. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Seamus. But uh, anyways, he's taking on Ricochet once again here. And during the match, Umberto Carrillo comes out to distract Sheamus. You know what that means. We got a roll up. If only like we were, a if only grade we were three. Counting. Like a lunch in grade three with a nice <laughs> roll up. We got it. Nice a f- nice fruit roll up. You can we're punching out our little candies, our little Do you uh fruit roll up or fruit by the foot? What would you prefer? It was always fruit by the foot. Uh just because of the distance? Uh, yeah. I or think did I'll... you like the flavor better? No, I think I'm all Sa- length. I'm length okay. over girth because with a, with a with, with a fruit roll up, it the was the roll a, up. I love the flavor of the roll. So up. the roll up was thicker and had more flavor, but I felt like it was yeah. gone real soon because it was exactly. Well, you could ball you could ball it up and have it in one bite. I mean, you, you could. I feel like the fruit by the foot though. You sort of take like a little bit. You're, you you kind of you're yeah, eating I, it in these little like three inch. You, you could wear it around like a lizard tongue. Just Ex- walk and then you gotta wear it around like a lizard tongue for a second. <laughs> Uh, and then you're uh, constantly peeling off that uh, parchment paper as you go, or you let, the, or you uh, don't peel it, and then you have like this whole thing. It looks like a skin, looks like a, a skin, like a snake's skin. Yeah, the fruit roll-up pizza version that was the best. You oh, you punch out the little pizza, and you put the toppings on top. Good yeah. lord! Yeah, all that work just to eat it. All just this. to eat layers of sugar. <laughs> yeah, it was great. 
Yeah, I haven't had those in decades. Yeah, no. Fun times. Those were nutritious lunch. <laughs> yeah, Part. yeah. Um, the fruit, the fruit by the foot, and then the uh, remember the like the sliced fruit in the sugar water. Uh, that's really just kind <laughs> yeah. of more sugar. It's just tons of sugar. Just yeah. sugar. It's pretty much just yeah. It's like honey, and you ate. It was just whole honey. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyways, so Seamus is mad about losing to Ricochet, so he'll take on Humberto Carrillo. Uh, and during the match, Carrillo just nails Seamus in the face with a, a stiff elbow strike right to the bridge of the nose, which uh, allegedly broke it. A legit broken nose. Did some damage. I saw a photo uh, afterwards. Big old, like, that kind of, like, blood pool area in your eye, yeah. too. Yeah. And a little crooked one. face. Yeah. No, a, a shoot broken nose here. He was dripping blood a bit. Uh, Seamus fights back, though, but once again gets distracted by Ricochet on the outside. So Carrillo hits him with a springboard dropkick, rolls Seamus up for three count. So back-to-back losses. Yikes. Poor Shamey. Poor Shamey. You know, maybe this will mean some kind of triple threat type thing. It does seem like Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo are teaming up, though. It does seem yeah. like they're kind of together in this Ricochet with his pants. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so U.S. title, what's our next pay-per-view here? We have Hell in a Cell coming up mid... A couple weeks. June, yeah, the 16th, I think yeah. it is, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, the, this belt will need to be on the card. Maybe have these three, you know, two little guys, yeah. one big guy. Who the heck knows what will happen? Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Uh, we get a short women's tag match, which I guess is the final appearance for our favorite Russian, Lana. Mm-hmm. Teaming up with Naomi here to take on Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy and Dana hit the blockbuster. Samoan drop get the win. Selena, Lana, goodbye forever. As we go on. <laughs> yeah, that was too bad. Too bad. Too bad it was hopefully... a loss, you know. It's also kind of too bad that she did never get that full retribution over Nia Jax. Or at least I, I, feel, I don't I think mean... she did. Yeah, she had little moments. She won Survivor Series, but I wanted she, a title. Exactly. She had a couple little <laughs> moments. It would have been nice to see her really get that one over Nia. Never quite did. Yeah. But, um, uh, let's bring you on over. To yeah, the, and poor the, Naomi. This was the most exposure Ni- Naomi's had since coming back. Also, um, no, now Naomi doesn't have a tag partner. Does she go off doing singles? Does she latch herself onto another uh, woman in distress? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but two men here that survived the releasing. They could have both been easy, easy culprits here. Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. Uh, just more of the same. Uh, Cedric pokes him in the eye, hits the neuralizer, gets the win. Yeah, I'd give this an old, good old D minus if I had mm-hmm. to, uh, if I was scoring. They just made it. Just they passed. Just passed. But not nothing, uh, nothing to show your parents. No, no. This one, <laughs> this one's not making it onto the fridge. No, you had a good professor. You had a forty-eight. He rounded you up. Yeah, because teachers, teachers. If somebody has a forty-eight, round it up to a fifty-two. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole about it. Come on. <laughs> uh, tag team championships on the line here. AJ Styles and Omos defending against Elias and Jackson Riker, who unfortunately survived the releasing. How does Riker keep slipping through? Right. <laughs> Oh, Riker keeps <laughs> slipping through these cracks here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how this keeps happening. Um, 
Yeah, didn't like they fire the other, they release the other guy's yeah. name? Yeah, the Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. It was like, you know, if, if, the, if the headline was like member of whatever the fuck they were called released, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Riker. Nope, the other guy. Uh, oh, well. So they isolate AJ, they beat him up. Uh, but then Riker goes for the tag, and Elias just pulls back, jumps off the apron, abandons him. So Riker's pissed. AJ tags in Omos. Omos beats the shit out of him, tags back AJ, who hits the phenomenal forearm to get the win, retain the titles. Uh, I don't know what's worse here. Um, so this was by far the match of the night so far. Uh, <laughs> and it, it involves Riker. So. I know. Yeah. So this so. uh this is bad. This is bad for two reasons. I mean Woods and Randy. Yes. Um, this was bad for like two reasons, Mike. This is yeah. why this one's tough with me. Uh, one, it means that you know, uh oh, if Elias and Riker are splitting up, that means we're gonna get a few weeks of matches. Um, <laughs> two is the way they made it happen. It feels like Riker's turning babyface. <laughs> and that's not a good idea. and that's almost even worse yeah. oh, that's that's so bad uh we're returning to live audiences and in a month month and a bit now and by then there's a chance that jackson Riker could be a full-on baby face Ay 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 is Vince doing all this crazy shit just to sell and then like, you fix just it. like now nah, you deal with it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his ultimate prank on the wrestling world. And then uh, 90 days later, he shows up on an episode of Dynamite. I think that's the way it has to go. I'm booking it right now. The shooty shoot meter's going off. Vince is going to screw Lord. up WWE, sell it, and then show up on Dynamite. Uh, just wait. And then he'll buy it back when it burns to the ground. <laughs> yeah, he buys for it back on for way less. Uh, because it's all about that video library, right? Yeah. Uh, we go to your favorite segment, Alexis Playground, and her special guest, Reginald. But, uh, yeah, he sits down on the swing, but Shayna Blazer shows up, beats him down, and she takes her spot on the swing. And Alexa Bliss just says, sorry, you weren't invited. Lily Lily doesn't like you. But, uh, Baszler says, I think you and I need to have a chat. See you next week. And then she gets right in Lily's face and says, you're just a stupid doll. But you shouldn't do that. I mean, we've all seen Toy Story. Dolls can get vengeance. <laughs> we've all we've all seen Toy Story. Shane, clearly, yeah, Shayna Baszler's not seen Toy Story. That kid Sid, man, he was a bad kid. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, more more of the playground stuff. Let's uh, let's make something happen with it. I just want to see her fight. God damn it! Yeah, let's fight. Like, but is it you know? Is it just going to be the Fiend Part Two? Because in that case, I don't want to see that. Speaking of the fiend, he's long missing as well. Fiend is long missing. Long missing. Oh, well, let's get to the Bane event here. Kofi Kingston taking on Drew McIntyre with the winner earning themselves a title shot against Bobby Lashley at the Hell in a Cell. Possibly in the Hell in a Cell. I I don't know. I mean, main events usually happen in cells. Probably. Uh, So we get a good match here back and forth. Uh, Drew hits a nice... He hits his future shock DDT, but he does a big swinging version, which I don't think I've seen him do that in yeah, WWE. A big, big old spike for a close yeah, two there. That was cool. Uh, he goes for the Claymore, but Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise. Goes for the cover, but Drew gets just a hand on a rope. So Kofi goes to follow up, jumping off the top rope, but Drew hits him midair with the Claymore. Gets the win, 
and earns another title shot. Which, I mean, come on. We've had enough of that. He keeps earning them, but he's got to start winning them. Yeah, I mean, you and lastly, we've done it three times now, four times. I don't know. I've had enough. I mean, the match was great. It was fine, but I just want, I mean, whatever. Whatever, do it. Yeah. Just get it over with. <laughs> no, this uh, this main this main event title scene seems weird. Um, is Hell in a Cell gonna be in front of people? Do we know that? No, it's gonna be the last pay per view before. Okay. Yeah. So, Money in the Bank will be the first pay per view. Money back. in the Bank will be the first. Okay. Sunday, June twentieth. Yeah. So in a little over a month now, and we've already booked. Oh no, not a little over a month. Sorry, uh, three weeks now. Uh, we have two, I guess, two matches booked already, right? Charlotte and uh, whatever her name is, Rhea, and now <laughs> and now these two. So yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, we'll figure out more as the weeks come and go. But uh, let's move over to our last show of the week. I mean, this week. I don't know. Well. Dynamite's not till Friday because things are crazy. So. Yeah, Dynamite's not till Friday because playoffs. Uh, so let's conclude ourselves on Monday Night Raw and talk about something with more pressing matters because In Your House is coming up in two weeks now. We got to get there. Week and a half maybe by this point. So let's start chatting about some NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. In your house, white picket fence. Yeah. We've got that little front window. Big front window. The 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 mailbox with the little thing that goes up and down, indicating. Mail's here. If mail's here. <laughs> so uh, this show has this show has important things to talk about, uh, such as what's going what's going to happen in this main event, or rather yeah. for the for the NXT Championship. Of course, Finn Balor was beaten last week. Karrion Cross is the champ, so we need to move on a little bit. Yes, no time to fuck around. Let's just get right into things. They start off the show with the match to determine that very. That very thing. Now, I, was this promoted last week? I don't remember this happening at all. I just kind of turned on and was like, oh, shit. Uh, I remember them announcing Okay, the okay. I must have missed it. Point. Yeah, huge. What a huge match to kick off the show. Yeah. So you got Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, triple threat match. Winner gets that title shot at In Your House against Karrion Cross. So hot, hot match to start the show. Uh yeah, good mesh of styles here. You know, all three men just, yeah, a little bit of everything. Hard fought, back and forth, uh, until eventually Adam Cole comes out and just nails all three guys with a chair, interrupting everything. So William Regal storms out, and he's got the whole team of security with him. They have Adam Cole escorted out of the building. And that was kind of it. The match is ruined. There was no no DQ, or, I mean, there are no DQs in a triple threat, so... I know, what a mean guy. What a mean guy that was. Uh, yeah, Pete Dunne, Kyle Riley, Gargano. We know it's all going to be good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they there really was no reason to, to not just finish the match. It was weird. So. Yeah, which was a unique choice, I would have said. Yeah. Especially since uh, Adam Cole's been out of action. Um, it was funny, he's been out of action or out of the NXT Championship scene for a while. But he always comes back and feels like he's entitled for it <laughs> um yeah. yeah but either way felt like uh you know things were going to become a little more complicated yeah but uh well we'll surely have some resolution on that 
But before uh, Ember Moon just appears in the ring and she's calling out Raquel Gonzalez. So she comes out, gets in there, and Ember unloads on her. So William Regal just has to come right back out with the with the security <laughs> big once again. Big night, big night <laughs> he, for Regal. Yeah, he was looking not happy, uh, having a bad night already. And after all this, Dakota Kai jumps Ember from behind, beats her down. So this show was off the rails. But uh, then we get L.A. Knight coming out to take on Jake Atlas. And he's just showboating in the middle of the match. Ted DiBiase comes out to watch from the ramp. Of course. So they're, 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 they're best friends now. Well, he's scouting him. He's trying to impress DiBiase. And wouldn't uh, you want to? Maybe. <laughs> Cameron Grimes does. He comes out. Yeehaw! He's talking. He's talking to Ted on the ramp there, and Atlas in the ring makes his comeback. He hits the cartwheel DDT, gets the big upset win. So LA Knight shook. Cameron Grimes just laughs from the ramp, and Ted DiBiase, he's disgusted. He just shakes his head at night and ugh, walks off. <laughs> Could just walk off, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? I mean, is he still scouting somebody to inherit the million dollar legacy? I mean, that's what it is. Maybe Cameron Grimes just so. has to work his way up there. He's not just going to give it to him. He's got to fight like the baby face he needs to be. Yeah. Well, they did announce that, uh, yeah, Grimes versus Knight on the takeover. And I'm hoping that's the time when either before or after the match, DiBiase comes out and just presents the belt to the winner. Yeah, I think a the big match. I, I can't. I don't know if Cameron Grimes has had many singles matches on the takeover shows. Maybe, yeah, not that I can remember. I guess he's maybe kinda... like one North American title, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe know. he was involved in something like that. I know he was in a ladder match last at the last or the last pay per view yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it'll be great to see a guy like him and L.A. Knight show us. Uh, show us what he. Show us what you got, kid. Show us. Show me uh... what you got. <laughs> well, something we're gonna see next week uh, is the big return. Poppy is coming to NXT. Poppy live. Yeah, and they hyped this up a couple times throughout the match. I and, know. Uh, she might she might she might be getting ready to uh give out a destroyer. I don't know. She might be bad bunny type of deal here, oh, which okay. they referenced. Uh but yes, a lot has happened in the few months between the last time we saw Poppy. And uh yeah, I've become a full on fan. A so full on fan waiting for the world tour. Tickets are oh, on yeah. hold. Whenever she comes to Toronto, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. If and when. <laughs> uh, but we'll see what she does next week. Their teeth's a little thing. Candice LeRae was like, Poppy. Blah, blah. I don't know. Poppy. Don't ask me about Poppy. Uh, but Adam Cole comes out to cut a passionate promo, saying he's the real number one contender. No one can live up to my legacy. He wants a piece of carrying Cross. So Cross comes out with Scarlet, cuts a promo. Not as good as Adam Cole's, but he's trying. He's trying. I'm giving him credit. Uh, but Cole fires back and just says, you're not special. You're just the guy who has my property. But William Regal comes out for the third time. He's, oh, my God. Regal. <laughs> he says, I know what you're trying to do, Adam. Weasel your way into this match. Yeah, singles match. Not going to work. But Cross just says, hey, Regal, shut up. What I, uh, what I want to take over is everyone. So. We're going to have a fatal five-way match. All five men, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, Adam Cole, all taking on Karrion Cross at the same time. Yeah, it felt a little awkward. I'm going to say this was a classic awkward segment, um, which keep being the takeaways from these Karrion Cross uh, moments. Cole was good. 
Adam Cole was great. He's one of the best <laughs> uh, out there. Yeah, I think it just really just kind of feels like they want a booking decision. It would happen quick. They're like, boom, we got two weeks to make this happen. And that's why I sort of felt like everything was happening uh, so fast. Yeah this, uh, yeah, this Adam Cole bit definitely feels added, kind of just. It was like, oh, I shit. Mean, that- yeah, yeah. You know, let's, let's get there, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because, yeah, because if, if Karen Cross is only mad at Adam Cole, it doesn't make any sense to have a fatal five way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are all five guys. I don't know who's going to take the pin in this match. Uh, I also don't know who's going to win, but I don't know who's going to take the pin. I mean, these are five <laughs> dudes who are top of the uh, top of the card. Yeah, hey, it's a good thing. Good thing to not know. Yeah. It should be a fun match. It should be. Uh, we get a little promo from Tian Shaw as Zaya Lee uh, officially challenges Mercedes Martinez to a match at TakeOver. Well, that's that's nice to get on the card. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hard hitting match, if nothing else. And uh, yeah, NXT pumping out these mid card women's feuds out there. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Then we get a cruiserweight title match: Kushida defending against uh, the debut of Carmelo Hayes here. So big opportunity for this guy. Big opportunity for old Melo. Yeah, never seen him before. Never seen him. Uh, he looked fine. You know, nice little cruiserweight move set here. But uh, Kushida's on a roll. You're not going to stop him right now. Let's keep keep the momentum going. He gets the hoverboard lock Gets the, for the submission win. I'm checking it right here. Carmelo Hayes, this was his first match in NXT um, yeah. of any of any kind. So that's super cool to see that, uh, to see that yeah. go down. Yeah, Kushida continues to, you know, car- carrying this belt, uh, this Cruiserweight Championship the way it should be. <clears throat> uh, yeah, just elevating the title, elevating performances. It just seems like one of those things that there are so many of these great Cruiserweight wrestlers out there in the world. All we need to do is just watch them go once and it'll be great. <laughs> um, yeah, for whatever reason, you know, when 205 Live was its own thing. I guess it still is its own thing, right? Yeah. Fuck. But I mean, it's not like exclusively like you can wrestle on NXT and 205. Right. It's such a thing like that. But um, yeah. either way, Kushida continues to yeah, really carry NXT lately for me. Yeah, he's been great. Mm-hmm. Great run with the title. Yeah. Uh, there was a brief little backstage moment with Frankie Monet. Just kind of getting her makeup done, reading positive reviews about her debut. Mm-hmm. As little Presley is sitting there looking dapper. Sitting right there. So, looking forward to her next match. Mm-hmm. But uh, we get a quick women's tag match. Zoe Stark and Zayda Ramir teaming up. Uh, let's take on Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Nine title match. Uh, pretty quick. Mostly just there to get get the way in easy victory. The way. Getting a quick dub. Because why yeah. the heck not, right? And I guess earlier in the night there was... Indy was listening to some 80s uh, power ballads on her headphones or something and then Dexter pops oh, by oh yeah and, and then Dexter was also listening to the headphones yeah. for some reason so I guess yeah listening to some love song from the I don't know so they're still doing that <laughs> so that's still happening yeah but uh, the main event was the tag title match here MSK ticket on Legato del Fantasma and you know the wrestling was fine all these guys are good in the ring but they're just not not that over not as over as other teams in the past here in NXT mm-hmm but uh, well, yeah, you know the teams, ma- like tag champions in NXT have been on another, 
level for the past, what, three years now between guys like the Street Profits and uh, Undisputed. Undisputed Era. Of course, we had the uh, that little blip where the guys um, over in NXT UK, I think, were the tag team champions also. Like, this is... Uh, just belts mean a lot of meant a lot. Yeah, so you know, nothing wrong with the match. They were doing lots of big double team moves. Uh but yeah, speaking of teams that are a bit more over right now, the Grizzled Young Vets come out and Chop on Thatcher come out and they all start fighting. So uh they kind of brawl to the back. The match continues. Escobar's at ringside, he causes a ruckus. So Bronson Reed shows up and just kind of splashes him into the barricade. <laughs> And then back in the ring, MSK hit the up and over to get the win, retain the titles. Yeah, out of all out of all these things, like I'm not also not sold on Legato del Fantasma yet. Like in my mind, they yeah. should be way better. Or like anytime I see them, I picture like a stronger Lucha House Party. <laughs> but then they don't wrestle like that. But they do kind of. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, guys, what's happening here? Yeah, neither of these two teams that have been kind of carrying this post stand and deliver championship i don't really yeah grizzly young vets are way over with me of course the thatch champa connection um that's huge for me i'm waiting for them to drop the hammer yeah. on that one i feel like even a team like Breezango is more like they're not taking it seriously but they're more established as a p like people know them they're more over yeah, it's weird to take um I feel like these are, you know, these are also two of the newest teams here in NXT. Uh and they're automatic they're just kind of getting pushed right to the front where all these teams who have been here for a little while are all underneath. And I think us fans are just like, "No, we want we want the underneath people right now." Yeah. Like <laughs> these guys haven't really worked hard enough yet to deserve uh, you know, I'm sure they're all hard workers, of course, and one of the Lorkin Birch, whichever one is hurt, is probably, you know, could be coming back soon too. Mhm. Which one am I but, thinking uh, of? Which what who's the hurt one? Uh, I can't, I can't remember. Okay. Either <laughs> one. Okay. Oh, okay. But, uh, That's the way Yeah, it is. no, I mean uh yeah, not, not the hottest, you would think, for a main event here, main event spot. Yeah, it really wasn't the hottest of all the matches. I think that inch, that first off, uh, that match off right off the bat was uh, was pretty hot. But I got to say, my biggest uh, my biggest takeaway from this was that this was the first episode of NXT I can remember in a long time where uh, it was one short women's tag. There was nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah kind of covering uh... that side, at least with the... You know, with Raquel Gonzalez or something around there, or yeah, just even like the tag match itself was just it felt short, kind of compared when there were a few other things going on. So I don't know, but either way, just uh, another episode <laughs> of NXT in your house is two weekends from now, not this yeah, weekend, we'll, the weekend after that. Yeah, we'll figure out the rest of the matches in the next week or two for the country. And, uh, yeah, we'll figure out those matches for the card. And, God, I got to say, that is our professional wrestling week. There's only time for one more thing, uh, and that is the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week. Yes, I think uh, I think it's a safe bet to say that it's probably going to be someone from Double or Nothing here. Someone, something, some person, some team? No, just one individual for me. And it's, you know, this has been 
in the making. I know you're already typing it. We all know who it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's been in the making for over a year now. She's carried the women's division on her back in that company. She's put on one of the best matches of the year in that lights out match with Thunder Rosa. Of course, we're talking about the doctor, Britt Baker, DMD, new women's champion. Uh, so happy for her. Can't wait to see what this reign holds. Yeah, it's a big moment. It's a big moment to win your big championship on the big stage at the big show. Uh, not the big show. <laughs> just Paul White. Don't worry. He's just the Paul go White. Big show. He's just Paul White. Don't worry. The Go Big Show now probably canceled because he can't probably. use that name. Uh, yeah, that was huge, man. And to see, I'm so excited for what the NXT or wow, the uh, the AEW Women's <laughs> Division can look like going forward too yeah right now that we kind of have this champion that you know everyone's over on and it uh you know hikaru shida she worked hard but uh yeah. you know it's kind of it's kind of hard to say sometimes right you know the women's division was really just coming up and uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean when the ma- when she had her matches they were good but they were a little too spread out you know the title wasn't featured enough for us to, for it to feel as big of a deal as it should i, I even think one time in the broadcast uh excalibur was like uh, the you know the women's champion for over a year with nine successful title defenses, and I'm like, oh, that's not enough. I know you can't. <laughs> yeah, don't say a year and nine because uh, yeah. we can we can put those things together. Yeah, that's you know that's almost Brock Lesnar numbers. It's, it is not quite Brock Lesnar type dominance. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, uh, who do you got? I'm going uh, same show. This was a show of pops for me. And I think a lot of other people, too. Uh, there was a lot of very special moments, whether it was Jungle Boy uh, and the whoa, whoa, woes singing along, <laughs> whether it was everybody smiling alongside uh, and belting their heart out when Chris Jericho's Judas came out. But I got to say, my personal biggest pop belongs to none other than the icon, Sting, when he took his shirt off, <laughs> I've n- I was home alone going oh, yeah. nuts. I'm standing up, I'm clapping my hands, <laughs> of course. He knocks yeah. everyone down with the splash there at the end. Uh it was such a yeah, it was such a fun moment. I felt like I felt like I was there. I felt like I was that, there yeah, cheering with everybody. Was, it was one That was my biggest pop of the night. One yeah, yeah was such a fun moment uh for everything. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was great. It was great. And then the match that followed was also still very good and you're like, God damn it, my man. Like you're in your sixties and uh, you can do something and look good and like, oh, my God, Vince wouldn't be using you this way. There's no way Vince would use a 60-year-old wrestler this way. Uh, <laughs> but somehow we found a way to use a 62-year-old man. Uh, and just by taking off his shirt, you can get you can get the crowd buzzing. And that was it. Yeah. That was my wrestler of the week. And that was the entire podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. Bit of a long one today as we dealt with double or nothing. But next week, I think we'll be back to a normal length show before we have a couple pay-per-views to cover uh listen to us everywhere uh just kind of you know on the you know on your computer in the background just a spotify loop you can set it to 3.5 speed and then it just rushes through a bunch of episodes you know let's get those uh numbers up (laughs) yeah boost those numbers baby boost bay bay d m d okay thanks for listening folks mikey take care of yourself all right and don't forget to brush your teeth folks (laughs) 